morning. Many of our crews and the trains are displaced from Wednesday. They've not been able to get back to their home depots, so they've been doing a fantastic job. And trains also out of place. So, but we do our very best. And as long as Network Rail can tell us that the uh, the routes are open and uh, not a speed restriction, we'll, we'll try and run a full service. Three men have been arrested in Bedford in connection with the murder of teenager Isaac Stone. The 19-year-old was stabbed to death in Costin Street on the evening of Saturday, January the 25th. The men, one aged 19 and the other two in their 20s, and all from Bedford, were arrested in Clapham Road yesterday evening on suspicion of murder. Murder. Prince Charles and Prince William will call today for much tougher action to protect animals from the illegal trade in wildlife. Prince William has called the trade despicable, saying it now threatens species such as elephants and rhinoceroses. Plans to improve Hemel Hempstead Town Centre have been approved by Decorum Borough Council. They include improvements to the Marlow Shopping Centre, a new town square and a bus interchange. Conservative leader Andrew Williams, who's responsible for regeneration, says it's not just about buildings. We are in a position to introduce more greenery, more seating, better lighting, uh, complete refurbishment of the pavement, so to just improve the, the overall experience of, of being in Hemel Town Centre. A robber has beaten up a man in Harpenden only to steal his hairbrush. The 67-year-old was approached from behind on Saturday evening at around 7.20 in Sun Lane. The attacker demanded the man's wallet before punching him in the face, searching his pockets, taking only a hairbrush before running off. In sport, Arsenal missed out on the chance to go back to the top of the Premier League last night after a goalless draw at home to Manchester United and Luton have a new pitch cover arriving this morning at Kenilworth Road from Glasgow Warriors Rugby Club in a bid to ensure Saturday's home match with Hereford goes ahead. The weather, sunny spells and a few showers which may be heavy with sleet or hail and feeling cold in the wind, a maximum temperature 7 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm in a real quandary today as to what the Paul McCartney 80s jam should be. I don't... It's between three songs. Temporary Secretary. <laughs> Once Upon a Long Ago. Or, or... Coming Up Live. Oh, it's a good... Oh, oh. My producer's... Um, she's made her feelings clear. Oh, hang on, where are you? There, there. I'm plumping for numero dos. That wasn't an option. Yeah. He didn't do any foreign songs. He did, obladi oblada. Oh yeah, that's true. Fair play, fair play. Right, what are we doing today? Let me have a little think. Questions, questions and more questions. That's what we've got. Is five years a tough enough sentence for gun possession? What happens if you die without a next of kin? And get this. Could a lack of prayer be the real reason for the floods? I'm sure I know the answer to one of those questions, and it's no, but I'm not saying which one. 08459 455 555, and your choice of Paul McCartney's 80s Macca Jam. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. No, 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 sir! What's the matter? Oh, no, sir, you know what I've done! Um, a funny voice? Oh, no, Paul McCartney's CD gone! <laughs> Where's it gone? Oh, I don't know, I'm hoping I've left it in this, yeah. uh... Machine. No one else uses a CD these days, apart from Jay Dizzle. Let's have a little look-see, little look-see. 
He was hiding in the CD player. It's as if no one wants to nick that. <laughs> oh, how rude. Well, listen, I've, I've uh, tweeted Paul McCartney today. I've given him a couple of options. So he will be calling up very, very okay. soon. So just... Go. Um, have you put the number on the tweet? Yes, I have. Oh, just Can you practice? Let's start with you, Kelly, because okay. uh, uh, let's practice your... Put my headset on. Okay, so the phone rings. Okay. Hang on, hang on. Ring, ring. Ring, I'm ring. Busy. I haven't got it yet. Ring, ring, She's ring. Dennis. H- hello, Three Counties. Oh, hello. You know, uh, it's Paul McCartney here. Um, Paul McCartney, you invented the 60s. Yeah, you know, it was my idea. Um, I think Ian's going to decide between uh, temporary secretary or once upon a long ago today. Yeah, what song do you think he should... No, I, don't, I would have hung up by now. That attitude is not respectful enough. Catherine, you try it. Could you put out a little uh, message to um, Elvis Costello? What about? Can you stop ringing? We, oh, for goodness sake! We don't sakes. want... I'm sorry. Elvis Costello, just go away. Catherine, you try it. Okay. Ring, ring. Ring. Why are you ringing in Liverpoolian? <laughs> <laughs> just, that's just a normal ring. Good morning, BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, you know, uh, can I speak to Ian, please? Of course, Sir Paul. Through you go. You You're already on. I'm not going to question it, just get him on. Right, now that means... Ring, right, now, that's, that's, now I've completely out of balls. Because just any bloke could phone up. That wasn't Paul McCartney, that was me. Of course that was Paul McCartney. It See, was me. Was no, that sounded just like Paul McCartney. No, I know it did, but it, anyone could phone up and do that. You are going to get let any nutcase on the show this morning. It's like that's what Normally we do does. every day. Oh, dear.
Now, a Luton man has been sentenced to five years after admitting having a handgun. 20-year-old Marley James was arrested in the course of a series of police raids in October. He was also found with almost uh, £3,000 sorry, uh, obtained through crime. Well, Bedfordshire police say the sentence proves their commitment to tackling gun crime and sends a clear message to anyone involved in this dangerous criminal world. Well, we can speak now to Professor Hazrini Wahadim, who's a Professor of Criminology and Criminal Justice at Nottingham Trent University. Good morning, Professor. Good morning, Ian. Five years. Is it enough of a deterrent? Because he won't serve that, will he? He'll be out in maybe two, two and a half. I suppose what the question really is, is whether, whether sending a young man to prison will actually deter him from committing similar, similar offences. We're currently, our prison population is currently bursting at the seams. Surely we should be looking at alternative methods that will prevent future related offending. What alternative methods would you suggest for a a young gentleman who's been found in possession of a gun that could kill someone? I suppose we have to look at the causes of why this particular disaffected young young male. We can look at the causes in, in a little bit, but I just wonder what alternatives you would suggest for, to, in, in terms of punishment and rehabilitation for someone who's been found with a gun. Or well, caught in possession of an uh, illegal firearm. I would look at... Um, a gun. I- interventions, amnesties, running nationally throughout the country. And we know that in London it's worked. It's worked in places like Nottingham. Yet... Year on year, for example, for the period of 2003 to 2004, we've seen a 3% rise in gun crime. So it would seem we're not doing, we're not doing enough to deter people, are we? Maybe we need to come down harder on these, uh, these thugs that are carrying guns. I don't think it's a question of coming, coming, down on hard, coming down on them harder. I think we have to look at the, at the reason why. Um, last year there was an investment of £10 million to, to address the kind of problem of gang-related activity. We have intervention policies in, in place, such as Trident, which is based in London, Matrix, which is based in Liverpool. We have Excalibur in Manchester. We have South in Nottingham. So we know that the government is quite serious in, in, in addressing this problem. And last year, David Cameron um, stated that he is committed to, uh, to, to a war on... Um, on gun-related activity. And in 2009, police powers were strengthened under the Police and Crime Act to limit the association of gang members in public places. But, and we can see that there is a commitment by the government, by the police, to, to tackle this problem. Right. If a police officer finds someone with a gun, what do you think should happen to that person, that thug with a gun? Well, we, we, have inter- we, we have intervention policies. What does that mean? It means that with community policing, with policing and respect, um, kind of re- research in the area, the strengthening of police powers means that young people are, being, are coming, coming into conflict, conflict with criminal justice Agencies. What does a police officer? What should the sentence be if a police officer finds a young thug with a gun? Five years is five years too long? Too little? I don't think it's a question of whether uh, 
uh, you know, a mandatory sentence of five years is too long or too little. We have to look at the kind of related causes. Well, we've looked at the causes. What should, a poli- what should the, the, the punishment be if someone is found with a gun? Again, the, the, the punishment should look, look... I mean, I would say that we should address... I don't think prison is the answer. What is the we answer? What is the answer? What is the answer if someone is found with a gun? What should their punishment be? The punishment should be one that is, is a, acts as, and works as a deterrent, we- but also, more importantly, yeah, one that is based on rehabilitation, not on retribution. But they can so- be rehabilitated in prison, can't they? I think it's questionable. If there are thugs wandering around with guns, surely they should be banged up, shouldn't they? Because they could kill people. Bang, banging people up is not is not the answer. The well, answer it takes is, people. Is, it takes criminals. Is, it takes it, armed it, criminals off the street, doesn't it? Which, which, uh, as a dad of two, I would love to see. But it takes people off the streets, yes. But that that means we're just warehousing. We're not reforming. Fantastic, no. wonderful. Put put the thugs that carry guns away from me and my family, please. But what happens when they reoffend? When they re- are released from prison to the same situation of disaffection? Well, what do we do? Send them off on safari or something? Send them to centre parks? I, I don't understand what you're what you're saying. Boot camps don't work. Prison doesn't work. So what does work? Well, what we do know is that alternative to prisons, i.e., community sentences, amnesties, yeah, looking at the kind of reasons as to why people are. Becoming, becoming involved in but, but if we're looking at the reasons, activities. if we're looking at so, the reasons, on, it's already so, too late. Because they've got guns no, no, then. No, because it's about intervention, early intervention. What we've seen in Nottingham, for example, is fantastic projects such as the Youth Inclusion Project, based in uh, an area called St Anne's, which is known for its high deprivation, low social... I don't care about de- deprivation. I, honestly, I couldn't care less about deprivation. I don't want kids running around shooting each other. No, no, but if you let me finish, the... The Youth in Inclusion Project at St Anne's in Nottingham is detracting young people who would normally, who would enter a career of, of, of crime to an alternative lifestyle, which is crime-free. Now, that is positive working intervention. Azrini, thank you very much indeed. That's uh, Azrini Wahedin, uh, a professor of criminology and criminal justice at Nottingham Trent University. Well, I'm a little bit uh, um, perplexed, really. Intervention, understanding about that. And listen, social deprivation, I'm dead against it. Trust me. Of course we should be helping young people who are coming from socially deprived backgrounds. But I also think if you're found with a gun, yeah, you should be locked up. You should be rehabilitated in prison. Of course you should. And the rehabilitation in our prison services is probably not ideal. It could be a lot better. If you've got a gun... You go to prison. That seems obvious to me. 08459 455 555. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It's looking nice and quiet out there at the moment. No real problems on the speed sensors. But in Watford, the Exchange Road has a lane closed around the High Street because of flooding. And also in St Albans, Sandridge Lane is still closed around the High Street there. Again, still problems left over with flooding. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much.
Right, it's 6.16. It's uh, Thursday the 13th of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedfordshire Police say a five-year prison sentence for possessing a handgun sends a clear message to the criminal community in Luton. 20-year-old Marley James from the town was jailed at Luton Crown Court this week. Three men have been arrested in Bedford in connection with the murder of teenager Isaac Stone. The 19-year-old was stabbed to death last month. And in sport, Arsenal missed out on the chance to go back to the top of the Premier League last night after a goalless draw at home to Manchester United. Weather, cold, wet, windy and stuff. BBC Three Counties Radio. Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday between 12 and 3, I'm here with a little bit of celebrity. My geography teacher at school resurrected a jazz standard song, which was Won't You Come Home, Bill Bailey. It made me dedicate myself to be trying to be better. I always felt that wasn't quite good enough. Expert advice. Absolutely, you've got it. You've nailed it. I am so happy. Thank you. And loads of really great music. Nick Coffer. Weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Got all excited then because I thought Paul McCartney had called him, but uh, unfortunately he had. Do give us a call about guns and things. Five year sentence, is that long enough? Our last guest there thought that uh, it, it was maybe prison isn't the way it should go. That's what she seemed to think. I'm not sure I quite agree with that. 08459 455 555. On to something else. Buckinghamshire Coroner's Office needs help tracing the family of an elderly man who passed away recently. 72-year-old Peter James Green was known as Jim. It's thought he's always lived in the High Wycombe area, but he'd only moved to Totteridge Road in the town fairly recently. Catherine's been looking into this. You can uh, tell us more. But not that much more. We don't really know a lot, do we? Well, that's the point, really. The details are very limited, and I must say, first and foremost, that there is nothing suspicious about Mr Green's death. But it will have to be subject to an inquest because it's associated with hyperthermia, which adds that extra element Mm. of sadness, I'm afraid, to this story. But what do we know about Jim Green's life? We know he was 72 and that he probably lived in the town or surrounding areas for many years. There's no suggestion that he came from a, a long way away. So there is a hope that someone listening to this may know who Jim was, Peter James Green. He only moved to Totteridge Road, we know, in June 2010, which may explain why his neighbours couldn't really fill in too much about Mm. his past. The coroner has um, opened and adjourned the inquest until the 5th of March, which is why it's so important that Peter James Green's family are contacted so they can have the opportunity to attend. So again, let me reiterate that the coroner says there's nothing suspicious about this death. It's just subject to an inquest because it's associated with hypothermia. So they don't know anything about this guy. His family, his friends, they've got nothing. What happens if no one comes forward? They got the bare minimum. The coroner's court will pass the case on to another agency if that happens and uh, in this case it will be Buckinghamshire County Council and they will be the ones to make arrangements for his funeral according to a spokesperson for the coroner's office this would generally be a cremation in Buckinghamshire unless there's any evidence that Mr Green absolutely wanted a burial again without knowing too much about his background you know it's hard to know what his wishes might have been Catherine thank you very much for that very sad there may well be uh, a family out there looking at uh, the fact that the coroner's court haven't been able to trace any but it seems sad for someone to have no next of kin at all well, I'm joined now by Marion Birch who is the chief executive of Age UK Hertfordshire it's a very sad story isn't it Marion yes it is and it's, it's uh, and unfortunately it is relatively common is it really yes so yeah, we are we are quite surprised um, you know, when we make contact with an older person for a service, perhaps we're going to help something we're going to help them with, and you know we ask for for contact details like their GP and uh, and next of kin, and sometimes you know there there isn't one, 
and I think it's quite surprising, I think, in this day and age. But, um, you know, we think, well, the families now are scattered, um, have been split up, um, perhaps through divorce, it may be, and, you know, contact is, has, been, has been lost. Or that person hasn't had children or grandchildren mm. at all. Uh, um, you know, gone are the days now when you know, a whole family lived in the same street. You know, it's, desperately, it's desperately sad, isn't it? I mean, it's, hey, listen, someone may choose to live their life on their own, and, and if that's what they want, that, that's fine. Uh, but for those that haven't made that choice, and just the, the, the fact that they have died alone and there's no one to attend their funeral. Mm. Well, there's several things that, you, that someone can do. If they are concerned about this, and... Uh, yeah, we've got several you know, several ways of helping. Um, we've got um, a booklet called Getting Your Affairs in Order, um, which can go through um, all plans someone can make um, for you know for their you know, for future plans if they're if going to a care home or of course uh, when they do pass away. Um, another important thing to do is think about power of attorney. So if they want to choose someone that they can trust, it might be. Um, a solicitor. Mm. Oh, it could be a trusted friend, but um, yes, if, if someone feels they're going to become frail in later life or want someone to help them, you know, sort of to just to help them with their affairs, a power of attorney might be a way of going forward there. Um, we also have the Age UK Life Book, what we call a life book, um, and that's a book that someone can fill in when they can put all of their details down, um, you know, of where things are, where things are kept. So if they're, perhaps they're taken ill, having to go into a care home, or unfortunately passing away, all those details are in there, so they can find, you know, they can be, they can be found very easily. And um, Age UK say um, produce that life book, and if um, you know anyone wants to contact us at Age UK Hertfordshire, we can you know provide them with one of those life books. Marion, have you got the phone number to hand? Yeah, for that one, it's oh one nine two three two five two nine four seven. Oh one nine two three two five two nine four seven. That's for the Age UK Life Book. Marion, I really appreciate your time this morning. Thank you very much indeed, uh, Marion Birch, Chief Executive of Age UK Hertfordshire. Of course, uh, you could Google that uh, if you have access to the internet. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is my phone number. Five years for being in possession of a gun. Is that enough? Well, my first guest thinks that we shouldn't be sending these little thugs to prison. What do you think?
So, young lad gets sent to prison for five years for being in possession of a gun, okay? Now, I'm questioning, is five years enough? He'll do two, two and a half, probably, if if good behaviour, okay? Is that enough? Well, I spoke to um, my uh, first guest this morning, uh, Professor Azarini Wahadin, from uh, the Nottingham Trent University, who thinks, hang on a second, we shouldn't be sending these people to prison. Really? Johnny Milton Keynes, John, what do you think? Good morning, and first of all, I, I, I thought that uh, your views on gun crime totally correct, 100% correct. Yes, I speak sense. They, exactly so. Uh, the criminologist, totally incorrect. I, I just couldn't understand where she was coming from, and she appeared to be having great difficulty in answering your straightforward questions. Well, listen, I I do agree with her in as much as prevention is better than a cure. If we can stop this disaffected youth uh, and disaffected whatever age from getting involved in gun crime, that's brilliant. But if they cross that line, if they're carrying a gun, we shouldn't be, you know, mollycoddling them and handling them with kid gloves. They could shoot me. They could shoot you, John. They could shoot my boys. Exactly. I'm a little bit angry. It's only 27 minutes past six. <laughs> John, thank you very much indeed. 08459 455 555. And normally, normally, I'm kind of accused of being the liberal lefty. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Let's all just sit down and talk about it and then have a hug. I do think, though, if you've got a gun, what do guns do? They shoot people. They scare people, then they shoot people. If you've got a gun... Whether you've used it or not, then you should face a severe prison sentence. Is there anybody listening? Let's put this out now. Is there anybody listening who disagrees with my first... uh, Sorry, who disagrees with me and agrees with my first guest? We shouldn't be putting them to prison. No, 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 we shouldn't be doing that because that will only make things worse. Yes, improvements in the prison system need to be made. There needs to be more rehabilitation, I would suggest. There needs to be more work done to help these uh, disaffected people change the direction of their lives. But if they've got the gun then they should be punished for it, shouldn't they? And it should be quite a severe punishment. It doesn't matter that the prisons are overcrowded. That's not, that's not my issue. Not my issue that they, they were, you know, they grew up in a poor family and were beaten or whatever. Very, very sad and we should be stopping that. It's not my issue. If they're walking around with a gun that could shoot me or my wife or my kids or my friends, then they should be locked up. Simple. Seems very simple to me. 08459 455 555. How could anybody disagree with that? 629, BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting by having a look on the speed sensors. In Hitchin, things looking busy heading towards the centre of town on the A505. In Bricketwood, the North Orbital also slow at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. In Watford, Exchange Road has a lane closed around the high street because of flooding. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much. Don't forget, of course, you can call in about that. You can call in about this terribly sad story of uh, Peter James Green, who, 72, died alone. They can't find his family. You can call in about loneliness. 
You can also call in about anything you want. I don't know if you've noticed, but we, we have very few rules and regulations on this show, and your calls are always welcome, particularly if your name is Sir Paul McCartney. 08459 455 555. Coming up to 6.30, let's get the news and sport now with Simon. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedfordshire Police say a five-year prison sentence for possessing a handgun sends a clear message to the criminal community in Luton. 20-year-old Marley James from the town was jailed this week. Police say 19 firearms have been taken off the streets of Luton since Operation Boson was launched last year. Three men have been arrested in Bedford in connection with the murder of teenager Isaac Stone. The 19-year-old was stabbed to death in Costin Street on the evening of Saturday, January the 25th. And hurricane-force winds have battered the UK, leaving more than 100,000 homes Homes without power and bringing widespread disruption to transport. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Arsenal missed out on the chance to go back to the top of the Premier League last night after a goalless draw at home to Manchester United. This was Arsene Wenger's verdict. Uh, physically very strong, Man United, and they defended well. They restricted us on that. Uh, we had a few opportunities, but uh, not a lot, and they have a lot of experience at the back. I think we had a lot of crosses today, but you could see that the experience of Vidic and uh, after in the second half of Ferdinand uh, played a big part. They got everything out, and uh, what was on the, on the ground, Gio was a bit short. Liverpool are only four. Four points behind leaders Chelsea after a stoppage time penalty from Stephen Gerrard gave them a 3-2 win at Fulham. My heart's pumping, but you know you, you try your best to stay as cool as you can. And I think Heitinger stood on the penalty spot, and I think Lewis Holby gave me a few digs in the back. So they were doing everything they can, but for me, I was just focused on it in the back of the net. It was such an important penalty kick, and I think the character and the determination we showed tonight. I think we deserved the win, but. We can play a lot better than we did. Tottenham won 4-0 at Newcastle with two goals from Emmanuel Adebayor. Stoke and Swansea drew one all. The matches at Manchester City and Everton were both postponed due to the high winds. And Luton have a new pitch cover arriving this morning at Kenilworth Road from Glasgow Warriors Rugby Club in a bid to ensure Saturday's home match with Hereford goes ahead. At the Winter Olympics, the women's skeleton starts today with World Cup champion Lizzie Yarnold and the 2006 Olympic silver medalist Shelley Rudman, strong medal contenders for Team GB. Yarnold is pleased with her preparation. I visualise the course every day, so sliding down the track, um, just remembering which way all the corners go and uh, when I'm meant to be steering. There's lots to do the whole way down the track and it goes very, very fast, so the more practice I can get, the better. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at seven. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is right. Ian Lee. Yep, yep, BBC yep. Three Counties Radio. We'll do the papers very, very soon. We'll also have today's 1980s Paul McCartney jam. It's a good one. It's a good one. But before that, let's speak to Sue in Milton Keynes. Good morning, Sue. Hello, Ian. How are you? Uh, Do you know what, Sue? Do you really want to know? You don't. You don't. I feel a little bit down today, Sue. Oh, why? I just feel a little bit sad, Sue. Why? It just happens from time to time. You know, just sometimes it hits you. Do you know why you're feeling sad? No, do you? It's all the bloody guns. Oh, blimey, Sue. I'm feeling sad now because of the indoor language. Go on. <laughs> Tell me more. Yeah, it's all, it's, it's all the guns. Yes. I totally agreed with your first caller. Um, not the one, the expert with the guns. The professor. It, the professor who suggested yeah. that sending people who yeah. in possession of guns to prison may not be the right idea. Oh, it's definitely the right idea. 
it has got to be. They, they've got to be. If, as you say, if your family is there, who's going to come out with a gun? They might shoot your family, might shoot my family. Is five years long enough, do you think, for gun no. possession? Not, not shooting it, just owning a gun? No. What would you like to say, Sue? I would basically like to say they should lock them all up mm. and basically sort out all the people that are selling the guns to them. Oh. There's always talk, isn't there, of, oh, you could, you could get a gun in any old uh, East End pub. I wouldn't have a clue where to get a gun from. No, but I wouldn't I have would a clue. That, but um, I was, it, it's just all wrong. So thank you very much indeed. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call on that. Now, this week we're celebrating the magic of 1980s Paul McCartney. We've had a little debate um, about, I was up for temporary secretary. Temporary Secretary, that's hard to say. Temporary Secretary, uh, which is uh, quite a good song. But uh, then also coming up, but I think, I think, Catherine, we've decided, haven't we? Yeah. What, what one of, uh, are we going for? Long ago and far away and round the river bend. <laughs> what? That's nuts! Hang on a minute. It, this is it! Bang! There we go, magic. Up scales and broken cords, puppy dog tails in the House of Lords. Tell me, darling, what can it mean? Making up moons in a minor key. What are those tunes gotta do with me? Tell me, darling, where have you been? Once upon a long ago.
I love that song. I love that song. It's cheesy. It's vulnerable. It's you, ardent. He filmed... The, here's a, a fact that ties in uh, with um, topicality. He filmed the video of him playing miming the electric guitar on top of a cliff the day after the storms in the mid-'80s, the big storms. And He's not going to film it on the day, is he? Well, no, but today is the day after the big storms of the... Uh, not the 80s, the 10s. So, isn't that funny how it links up? Tomorrow's one is a doozy. We've saved the best till last. The 1980s version of I Am The Walrus is being played on this show tomorrow. It's the zenith. Very, very exciting. What you got in the papers, Kath? Um, a number of things. Um, there's a lot of talk about um, Joanna Dennehy, um, oh, yes. of course, because of um, the just awfulness of, of what happened. Local girl done bad in this case. Um, angelic schoolgirl who grew up to be a sadistic serial killer. Expect plenty of this I think, she, for the next few days. Is she local to us? She's from Harpenden originally, Oh, yes. blimey. Oh, um, blimey. But lots of sort of dwelling over how someone who starts out as an innocent child can turn so bad. They all do. I mean, not, not all children, but all, all murderers. Children grow up. Yeah, all, all children grew up, but all murderers started off as innocent children. Well, some of them showed signs early doors, well, didn't they? Well, lots of pictures. It's in all the papers, all the papers, of a lady who's, be, who's blown off, uh, has been blown off her feet, excuse me, in uh, Manchester, Naomi Stewart. And it's her lying on her bottom with her legs akimbo and her hair whoom, straight back. Yes. It's in all the papers, which makes me think... It's a setup. Either that or someone took a cracking picture and they've made lots of money out of someone it's falling over. It's a setup. I slept through the storm yesterday. I missed it. Oh, I thought my windows were going to come in at one moment. Really? Last night, yeah. Well, you hope they were. It would be exciting. Excitement. I slept, th- slept through it. Missed it. Missed all of it. There's more to come, apparently. Yeah. Bit windy driving home yesterday. Yes. That's, that's, sc- that's scary, isn't it? When your car, you have to actually hold the steering wheel with, with hands because it's so windy. What are you normally holding it with? Oh, um, I had to do the school run in the extreme wind yesterday. That wasn't pleasant. And it seemed to the heavens seemed to open where I lived just before, just to let me know that I was definitely going to get drenched. I didn't know. Here's something, music fans. I didn't know. Oh, you weren't interested in that little <clears throat> view into my life. I thought you'd finished. You kind of did oh, the downward know. sound. OK, well, I, it was because it was a sad note I, I was on. When I listen to you, I listen to the sounds, not the words, just oh. so I know when to talk about me. Oh, right, OK. Go on. Right now. So, I didn't know that Miley Cyrus's father was Billy Ray Cyrus. Did everyone know that? Yeah. Is that a known thing? Yeah. Don't break my heart, my achy break your heart. heart. <laughs> uh, well, he's, uh, I didn't know this, and he's made a raunchy pop video with lots of ladies' bottoms on display. Is he naked on a wrecking ball? No, he's not, not naked on a wrecking ball, but he's playing a guitar. He looks like a right hooligan. He looks like a thug. He looks, from the head, he looks like the last surviving BG. He does, actually. Uh, and from the way down, he looks like some kind of thug. Animal. Shocking behaviour. I think that's the look he's going for. Hey, look at, um, there's a picture of Kelly Brooks. Kelly Brook, right. Kelly Brooks. Kelly Brooks, with her boyfriend. Uh, she know boyfriend. Craig Davis? She's got her boyfriend, David McIntosh. Right? Oh. Have a look at that picture. I can't work out what she sees in him. Look at his shorts. Why is he wearing his vest and pants? Did you forget his kit? Well, he's got his pants pulled right up tight. Wowzers. What does she see in that bad boy? She I sees that bad boy. It, yeah. <laughs> there's not a lot. Of, there's not a lot hidden there. You don't get many of them to a pound, She's do you? got his full attention, though, if you look. Wowzers. Wowzers. Uh, I saw something else you might want to um, talk about, because you like playing games. Yep. 
video games as well as the mental ones. Oh. Um, children as young as six are reenacting brutal and sexually explicit scenes from Grand Theft Auto, says the Daily Mail. Well, they shouldn't be, because what is that, an 18? It's an 18. Uh, you can't, don't blame the game. Blame the player. The player. No. No, don't blame the player, blame the game. No, well, in this case, doing. don't blame the player or blame the game. Blame their parents. Thank you. It's an 18-rated game. Uh, it's got violence, it's got drugs, it's got sex, and it's an 18 game. It's for people who know it's pretend. Yeah, exactly. And it's the You can't blame the kids or the game. What the male is doing, they're uh, blaming the game. You cannot do it. It is the fault of the parents. They should not... It's like letting them watch um, Scarface at the age of six. You shouldn't do it. You can't blame Al Pacino. Or letting them watch um, an autopsy on a giraffe when they think they're going to... Well, that's science. That is actually science. Is this science? The Daily Mail's taken a screenshot of the the, uh, game and put a black fuzzy line over uh, apparently the rude bits. I I like the fact that they're checking it out for us just in case we don't know what a description uh, might be describing. I hate this... this, uh, and I will defend video games because I think that they are bordering on art and I, if I as a 40 year old man Paul Scoynes plays Grand Theft Auto I don't think that he will mind me saying that on the radio he's got a dark side though he has got a very dark side uh, but you cannot blame video games in this case you blame the parents uh, girls are best at splits not facts I can do splits go on oh oh I'm on. getting up's a bit of a problem oh dear no, not those splits. Splitting up with partners. Oh, damn. Foiled again. Men need a month to end a relationship, but women take just six days. That's brilliant. That's absolutely true. Blokes reckon two-thirds of the time is devoted to <sighs> agonising over the decision. The rest is spent plucking up courage and finding the words. Um, nearly nine out of ten men believed a careful exit strategy would be less upsetting. i tell you how I used to do it. Is I, can, I don't think... I don't think I've ever said to a girl, oh, we, we, got, we need to split up. I've made them hate me. So they have dumped me. That old trick. That's clever. That makes some women more keen. Um, I tried both ways. I tried the nice way, you know, when I was young to relationships and tormented myself over how I was going to do it. And do you know why I split up with him? Because he smelled funny. And then when he went, I realised it was my mum's plug-in. Oh, God. So anyway, I broke it to him gently. Um... The is more it, recent times, I just don't phone them anymore. No, it was your mum's Glade. Yeah. It was one of those you, mushroom ones. You should have just... Do you remember? <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Brickywood, the North Orbital is heavy going at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. And on the speed sensors in Harpenden, uh, things looking slow in both directions on the high street around Station Road. In Luton, the A505 heading towards the centre of town is struggling as you approach the A6. And on public transport, Virgin trains have possible delays and cancellations across the network because of the bad weather yesterday. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. Still picturing that mushroom one in my head. It's 6.40, stop it. It's 6.46. It is Thursday the 13th of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedfordshire Police say a five-year prison sentence for possessing a handgun sends a clear message to the criminal community in Luton. 20-year-old Marley James from the town was jailed this week. Three men have been arrested in Bedford in connection with the murder of teenager Isaac Stone. The 19-year-old was stabbed to death last month. And in sport, Arsenal missed out on the chance to go back to the top of the Premier League last night after a goalless draw at Manchester United. 08459 455555. Five. Let's get the weather now with Sarah. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio.
Yes, good morning to you. We start this morning with some quite chilly weather around, currently around 2 Celsius in many spots. We've also got a risk of some ice in Buckinghamshire and uh, that stretches into Oxfordshire and Met Office weather warning for that. Uh, valid until, well, really around just breakfast time this morning. Uh, we've got a couple of showers as well here and there, but generally it's dry at the moment. It is a much, much better day for the day today. Still quite breezy and the risk of some showers coming over and over the higher ground, over the Chilterns, potentially a little bit wintry in flavour, but generally a lot of dry weather around some bright spells if not some sunshine this afternoon a top temperature there of just six seven celsius it will feel quite chilly tonight a cold night to come initially we'll see lows down certainly close to freezing even in the towns but then cloud increasing by tomorrow morning the next storm system in from the southwest plenty of heavy rain through the day tomorrow very strong winds too in fact those winds increase as we go through the day tomorrow so we have met office weather warnings for both the wind and the rain valid until midday on Saturday uh, we could see another inch or more worth of rain through the day tomorrow into the evening period uh, that'll follow on with some really heavy showers into Saturday and the winds gusting to 60 maybe more miles an hour as we head through into Saturday not starting to ease until Saturday afternoon drier and brighter on Sunday the next storm system in on Monday Nights from seven. This is Mark Forrest. I cannot imagine writing <laughs> on a laptop or a keyboard. It'd be so alien to me. I'll be shining the spotlight on the best of BBC Local Radio. I went by sea from Liverpool to Montreal, and as we came up to the dock in Montreal, I just burst into tears with pure joy. Hearing from you. Oh, that's a lovely thought. <laughs> I we should never call now. <laughs> Sharing your stories. I used to come home from work. I'd get in the hot tub, sometimes on my own, sometimes from friends would come round. This is Mark Forrest. Weeknights from seven. Just relax me because it was my evening. On BBC Three Counties Radio.
as insipid as I was expecting it to be. Texas, dry your eyes. I'm certainly drying mine from crying from having to listen to that. That was awful, really, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Um, you, you won't say it because you're towing the BBC no, line, I you barely, coward. I barely noticed it. It was inoffensive. Now, listen, Justin Dealey, who knows where he is, probably in a foreign prison somewhere, desperately trying to um, think of a, a number of the British Council that he can call <laughs> to get him out for some crime he's committed whilst under the influence of fags. But you know what he will be saying? It's a disgrace. It's a disgrace. He'll be annoyed that they won't be speaking English in his <laughs> Peruvian prison cell. Uh, but, so, uh, uh, Sophie Solaria is Justin Dealey for today. Right, we're trying to find us something we, 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 let's be honest we ain't got a lot for her to do have we that's and that's technically yesterday she was she was all over the place well, wasn't yeah, she? listen yesterday this yesterday. is the problem yesterday she was looking for floods and all she found let's be honest was a puddle she can hear her, her, she, i can hear you i'm here oh ace i didn't know you were there all right mate we're just saying how good it was yesterday yeah and how useful you were really good stuff yesterday um with that um puddle that you found it was a bigger. It, it was bigger it was, than a puddle. It was uh, as deep as half of your fingernail, I think. After today or last night, yes, it will be a lot bigger. We're not sending you back there. We're not no, risk- I know. Apparently not. We're not risking that two days in a so row. So far, I've made coffee. What? What? What's wrong with Kath? Oh, just having a little sneeze. There we go. You see, that's the effect you have on her. I've made coffee, that, and that is great. Had I do. Had it. Ah. For, um, the, for them, oh. sorry. Hey, can, can I just say I've got an email for Kelly Betts? Have you? From a bloke called Ian, he spells it wrong. Hi, not in three counties now, so. Off to Oxford and Swindon. Mm. No JVS show, colon, open bracket. Oh. Can, uh, can listen to the lovely Kelly for a bit on the A43, colon, uh, close bracket. I don't oh. know why I was on the A43. No, you're on the radio. Oh, right. He, he's on the A43. Oh, OK. That's the best piece oh. of fan mail I've ever seen. Yeah. Thanks, Ian. Mm. Thanks for the colons and the smiley faces. Yeah. You're, you're, you're very welcome. But that still brings us the point. What do we do with the dead donkey? So we've had a chat. Yeah. Nothing to do with the show. Right. Just about Kelly, really. And, right, OK. And I'm going to she... turn your microphones down. We need to go up something for her, because, honestly, she is getting paid by licence fee payers' money, yeah. and just her having a chat with Kells is not okay. is not up to scratch. What you got, Kath? Um, Produce. We've got the prisoner who escaped jail because he missed other Yorkshiremen. Mm. Would you miss your fellow townspeople? Hey, uh, no. No, they probably wouldn't. No, no. Um, <clears throat> we've also got the um, uh, woman who fell over. When was the last time you fell over? Uh... uh People always fall over. People do always fall over. And when you fall over, yeah. sometimes you nearly fall over and you just make the noise. I had the wonderful thing the other day. Right, here we go. Right. I was staying in a really horrible hotel, okay? And I was coming down the stairs and I was not looking at the stairs. I thought there was another stair, so I put my foot down really, really hard on floor. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I've done that before. Isn't that oh, awesome? Yes. Your knees feel like they're just going to... Don't they? Fumble into each other. But I had such a laugh. I oh. laughed through the tears. I wish I was there. Yeah. So, this is what I'd like you to do. When yeah. did you nearly fall over? When did you nearly fall over? 
Oh, that's that's a corker, isn't it? That I can't help doing the noise when I nearly fall over, and Go then on. I feel ashamed because I've drawn attention to yeah. something. What's that... your noise? Oh. Yeah, the hook. <laughs> oh, mine's not. Mine it's goes. A... <laughs> that's what we want. <laughs> people turn people's... round. They're waiting for someone yeah. to be on the floor. My hands are in the air. I'm, I'm wearing the talking hat. Oh, uh, people's. Can you? Oh, 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 oh. If the talking Use hat. Use talking fell stick. People, what what what's your falling over noise? What's yours, Ian? Oh, Kel. Okay, yeah. cool. Isn't it strange that when you're younger, you fall over, but when you're older, you've had a fall? Okay, I have no idea what that means. Literally no idea what that means. So that's what we're doing. Go out, Sophie, go work. I'm wondering who will be there to take my place When I'm gone, you need love To light the shadows on your face If a great wave shall fall It'll fall upon us all And between sand and stone Could you make it on your own?
creepy, isn't it? 08459 555. What's your falling over noise or nearly falling over noise? You can give me a call on that. On slightly more serious matters, young lad been sent to prison for five years for being in possession of a gun. Well, what do you think? Is five years... Long enough or too much? My first guest, a professor, thinks we shouldn't be sending the people with just, who've got guns to prison. Prisons are overcrowded, it won't do any good. But surely we need to send out some kind of uh, message, don't we? 08459 455 555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Things looking busy on the M25 now. Anti-clockwise, very slow between Junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. On the th- on speed sensors in Wethamstead, the High Street and Station Road look both very slow in both directions. That's near the River Lee, so it may be flooded in that area. Public transport, Virgin trains have delays and cancellations possible across the network because of the bad weather yesterday. I'm Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. Do give us a call, 08459 455 555, or also go to facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. This is Three Counties Radio. Let's get the news with Simon Oxley. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock. The headlines. Police welcome five-year sentence for gun crime. Three men arrested over murder of Bedford teenager and travel disruption after hurricane force winds. BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedfordshire police say a five-year prison sentence for possessing a handgun sends a clear message to the criminal community in Luton. 20-year-old Marley James from the town was jailed this week. Police say 19 firearms have been taken off the streets of Luton since Operation Boson was was launched last year. But Professor of Criminology Azrini Wahidin told this programme the sentence is not a deterrent. Boot camps don't work. Prison doesn't work. So what does work? Well, what we do know is that alternative to prisons, i.e. community sentences, amnesties, yeah, looking at the kind of reasons as to why people are becoming becoming involved. Three men have been arrested in Bedford in connection with the murder of teenager Isaac Stone. The 19-year-old was stabbed to death in Costin Street on the evening of Saturday, January the 25th. The men, one age 19, the other two in their 20s and all from Bedford, were arrested in Clapham Road yesterday evening on suspicion of murder. Hurricane force winds have battered the UK, leaving more than 100,000 homes without power and bringing widespread disruption to transport. Network Rail say hundreds of engineers have been working overnight to clear trees and debris from lines and replace overhead cables. The West Coast main line was badly affected. Ken Gibbs from Virgin Trains says problems in the northwest could mean delays in this region this morning. Many of our crews and the trains are displaced from Wednesday. They've not been able to get back to their home depots, so they've been doing a fantastic job. And trains also out of place. So, But we do our very best, and as long as Network Rail can tell us that the, uh, the routes are open and uh, not a speed restriction, we'll try and run a full service. Over 1,000 tonnes of timber has been destroyed in a fire at a Hertfordshire farm yesterday. Crews from across the county were called to Hare Street near Buntingford just after midday. An appeal has been made by the coroner's office in Buckinghamshire to help trace the family of a man from High Wycombe. 72-year-old Peter James Green lived in 
Totteridge Road for the last four years of his life, but no relatives can be traced. Marion Birch from Age UK in Hertfordshire says it's not uncommon. We are quite surprised um, you know, when we make contact with an older person for a service, perhaps we're going to help something we're going to help them with, and you know we ask for, for contact details like their GP and uh, and next of kin, and sometimes you know there there isn't one. In sport, Arsenal missed out on the chance to go back to the top of the Premier League last night after a goalless draw at home to Manchester United. And Luton have a new pitch cover arriving this morning at Kenilworth Road from Glasgow Warriors Rugby Club in a bid to ensure Saturday's home match with Hereford goes ahead. The weather, sunny spells and a few showers which may be heavy with sleet or hail and feeling cold in the wind, a maximum temperature 7 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash counties. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Lots to talk about this morning. Busy on the phones. But there's still uh, there's two lines free now, so now is an excellent time to call. Here's what we're talking about. Is five years a tough enough sentence for gun possession? Or do you think, actually, we shouldn't be sending people in possession of guns to prison at all? We need to be doing something different. What happens if you die without a next of kin? And before 8 o'clock, we'll be speaking to a gentleman who thinks the real reason that we're having all of these floods is because, well, we're not praying enough. We're just not praying. Facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. You can send me a text, 81333, start your text 3CR. Or the best way to get in touch, give me a phone call, 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. A Luton man has been sentenced to five years after admitting keeping a handgun for a friend. 20-year-old Marley James was arrested in the course of a series of police raids in October. He was also found with almost £3,000 obtained through crime. Sentencing him, the judge told him it's a very grave crime and must be dealt with accordingly. We can speak now to Sheldon Thomas, who's a former gang member turned gang consultant. Morning, Sheldon. Good morning. Five years, what do you reckon? Enough? Um, it depends. If it's his first offence, yeah, then maybe. But the, the, the question isn't about whether the sentence is enough. It's when he goes into prison, uh, is there going to be an intervention that's going to change his mindset about where he's, where, he's, where he's at and how he can be a different person because what we're finding is when young people when young people go into prison they end up mixing with real criminals mm. and coming out far worse the prisons are not doing nowhere near enough work to change these young people we're not even talking about sitting there talking about do not carry a gun we're talking about therapeutic counseling looking at how to change their mindset and if you can't if you don't have that that five-year sentence is a waste of time does that stuff happen in prison or does it happen enough it doesn't happen nowhere near enough and unfortunately it's the same story that some of the prisons are saying is they haven't got the money to bring the organizations in to do that piece of work and which is obviously a government issue when it comes to money and finances i mean all the prisons can't be wrong. They can't all be saying the same things and, and they're not telling the truth. So there must be some truth into what they're saying. Does the five years, if we forget that the, the individual that's gone into prison, does the five years um, act as a deterrent for other people who, who may be involved with gun crime, do you think? No, of course not. I mean, you know, we have to be honest that today's young men, 
grow up on MTV music, um, grime, bashment, hip-hop, all the negative music that comes out of America, parts of Jamaica and so forth, grime that's come out of Britain, and they listen to these music that actually supports and glorifies violence and sexually explicit lyrics. Almost some of the videos are like pornography videos. So when they watch these videos, they actually think this is their life because, again, if you look at where they're coming from, mass unemployment, bad education, no father figures, and if you meet 10 other men who are just like you on the same estate, then for them it's like this is their life. So when, they, when you tell them they're doing a five-year sentence, to them it's luxury because some of these guys don't even get a cooked meal at home. At least in prison they will get a cooked meal. When did things start going wrong for you, Sheldon? I think my scenario was a different scenario because back in the 1970s, um, young black men in parts of the countries like Liverpool and Manchester and, and London were oppressed by um, the National Front and, the, and racist police officers. So I think my time was slightly different. So we formed gangs purposely to defend our neighbourhoods and, and to retaliate against um, the evils of, of, of racism, racism within the police force. So I think my time period was slightly different. Yes, some of us turned to criminality after we realised that we weren't winning the war of, of fighting racism, and some of us turned to selling drugs and carrying guns and all of that kind of stuff. But the actual reasoning for mm. starting the gangs was set in the fact of retaliating against racism within this country. What turned you around? What, what stopped you being involved in crime and gangs? Well, what we, we had a man called Bernie Grant. Um, he was an MP, one of the first black MPs in the country. Um, he took me to America to meet a man called Jesse Jackson. And Jesse Jackson was a reverend at that time and also a black civil rights leader. And he made me realize that there is a higher being and a higher purpose in life. And he was telling me things that I hadn't really taken on board when I was a young child about what is my purpose, what is my direction in life. And he made me realize that people didn't come through slavery for for us to end up killing ourselves because this is what we were doing we were killing ourselves and he made me realize that there's a purpose for everyone on on this planet and for me it was about finding god for me it might not be for somebody else but it's important that people find a purpose in life because without purpose and focus it this is what destabilizes our young people because they walk around like eggless chickens and it's vulnerable for drug dealers they're vulnerable for fundamentalist Muslims, they're vulnerable for EDL, for people to suck them in to their ideologies. Sheldon, stay there. I'll come back to you in a second. I want to speak to Detective Chief Inspector David Sestaro from Bedfordshire uh, Police. Uh, morning to you, David. Good morning uh, to you, Ian. Marley, James, uh, Marley James was uh, arrested as part of Operation Bosom, which you're heading up. H- how satisfied are you with the judge's decision? Five years. <clears throat> Five years is set as a, as a mandatory minimum by uh, Parliament, and I think that reflects the seriousness that uh, the government and society put to unlawful possession of some of the most dangerous firearms. You're talking about things like handguns. Um, the, the judge, in his summing up, it, as you pointed out, did say how grave the crime was um, and had no hesitation in, in imposing that minimum sentence. Five years out of a young lad's life is very impactful and that sends out a message to the whole community that even if you're holding a firearm for someone else 
you are facilitating firearms violence and that just simply won't be tolerated by the police or the courts. David, have a listen to this. Earlier on in the show I spoke to Professor Azrini Wahidan, uh, Professor of Criminology and Criminal Justice at Nottingham Trent University. Have a listen to what she had to uh, say. I don't think prison is the answer. The punishment should be one that is, is a t- t- acts as and works as a deterrent, we- but also more importantly, yeah, one that is based on rehabilitation, not on retribution. But they can now, be rehabilitated in prison, can't they? I think it's questionable. What do you reckon there, David? The, the punishment should be something to do with rehabilitation and not actually being incarcerated. I would agree absolutely with uh, both the professor and with Sheldon in that uh, these people uh, really do need every opportunity to exit from this kind of lifestyle. What happens in the prison is unfortunately perhaps beyond our powers. Of course. However, so, some of the power of the operation that we're bringing into Luton is that we're working in partnership. So part of that does involve looking at commissioning interventions which really build long-term personal relationships in a mentor-based way with some of the affected individuals to try and draw them away from this criminality. However, if they have gone so far down, and unfortunately it is a journey, a, a journey through a life of crime, and if they have gone so far down that where they are impacting on their communities, then I'm sure everyone within the community would want the police to be doing their utmost to enforce people who are breaking the law, who are involved in serious criminality, drug dealing, possession of firearms, use of firearms. The communities deserve a respite from people like that being within them. Sheldon, David makes a good point, doesn't he? If if they've gone so far uh, down the line of criminality, they should be taken out of society for a period, shouldn't they? I mean, I don't think that's in dispute. I don't think anyone would suggest that the police shouldn't do their job and lock people up who have gone too far. We're not suggesting that. What we're saying is there is no point locking up somebody if there is not a wraparound service mm. that are in these prisons that are doing and uh, that are bringing certain interventions and I'm not talking about these little lightweight interventions that talks about don't carry a gun I'm talking about getting into the mind of these guys breaking down some of the myths and the lies that surrounds their whole lifestyle and these take time and it costs money the other point I'd say to this is that Luton um, could could be in a different place had had um, Luton had taken advantage of when we had gone there in the first place three years ago. And, and my thing is, is, this is what happens all the time. We seem to always be on the defence. We wait for it, things to get so bad before we actually try to do it because everything we do is about money. And if we would just put money to one side and say, how are we going to tackle this before it gets too bad? Because I've, I've, I've been around um, Luton for my days in the 70s and in the 80s, and there were certain things we could have done in certain parts of London, Luton, Birmingham, Liverpool, that could have been prevented. Like, for instance, we should be going into primary schools, dealing with guys who are eight years old, because i tell you what's happening in London. It may not be happening in Luton or Liverpool, but what's happening in London is young men in certain parts of London are being targeted at, you know, to sell drugs at 11 years old. Now, 10 years ago, that was unheard of. And what we're doing every single time, we wait for this to happen, then we try to run in, and that's when the costs get mm. escalated. What we should be doing is looking at preventative measures so that we don't get to the point where Luton is, Brixton is, where Manchester Moss side is. We're preventing 
preventing young men from even entering this lifestyle. But everything comes down to everybody have to be singing off the same page. And unfortunately, education don't sing off the same page. Social workers don't sing off the same page. The police, to me, seems to be the only one that's trying to do something. But what people don't understand, the police alone cannot tackle this. You cannot arrest your way out of this. What we should be doing is working alongside the police and saying, right, these are the things, because third sector um, charity organizations who know, who are former gang members, they know what to do, how to do it. The problem is they don't have the manpower sometimes. They don't have the, um, the necessary long-term um, strategy um, and, and especially financial resources to be able to deliver long-term, uh, a long-term solution. But what needs to happen is everybody needs to be around that table looking at prevention rather than looking at intervention because the problem with intervention it always comes too late Chaps, we've got to leave it there. Fascinating conversation. Last voice you heard there was Sheldon Thomas, uh, former gang member turned gang consultant. And uh, the other gentleman was Detective Chief Inspector David Sestara, who's heading up Operation Boson. Fascinating stuff. Both put forward excellent points, coming from quite similar directions as well, it would seem. 08459 455 555. Have your say uh, on that. It's 7.15. Let's get the travel news with Alice. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting in Harpenden, the high street looking very slow southbound around Station Road. And also on the speed sensors in Chesant, the A10 southbound really struggling as you approach the M25. Then on the M25 itself, anti-clockwise looking really slow between Junction 18 for Chorleywood and 16 for the M40. On public transport, Virgin trains have delays and cancellations possible across the network because of the bad weather yesterday. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. It's 7.16. It's Thursday the 13th of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedfordshire Police say a five-year prison sentence for possessing a handgun sends a clear message to the criminal community in Luton. 20-year-old Marley James uh, from the town was jailed this week. Three men have been arrested in Bedford in connection with the murder of teenager Isaac Stone. The 19-year-old was stabbed to death last month. And in sport, Arsenal missed out on the chance to go back to the top of the Premier League last night after a goalless draw at home to Manchester United. 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. If you've got a problem with a company, a council or an organisation... Get this roofing company round, see if they can fix the problem and I'll pay the bill. He said, yeah, I did say that. The JVS Show fights for your rights. This conversation went round and round and round. And tackles your consumer problems. So, Roy, the question is, has he paid the bill? Yes, and he was standing there and he handed me an envelope. So I just opened the envelope and I looked inside of it. There's a cheque for £120 and that's it. If you need our help, email. JVS show at bbc.co.uk Are you happy? Yes, I'm quite happy. I will give him my fanfare, my horn, and any other problems, Roy, you know where I am. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine. BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Well, coming up later in the show, we will have an update from our roving reporter, Sophie Solaria. What noise do you make when you nearly fall over? You can also give us a call uh, on that, 08459 455 555, or if you'd like to text the noise that you make when you nearly fall over. It's 81333, start your text, 3CR. On the slightly more important subject of uh, guns, it's Dennis. Morning, Dennis. Good morning, Ian. Dennis, what do you reckon? Five years, is it too long or not enough? Uh, it's a start, put it that way. I don't think it should be less than that. We ought to see whether it works. But what I wanted to talk to you about was this professor. This professor who says uh, prison is no good. Well, this is the, the professor we spoke to uh, at the beginning of the show, Professor yeah. uh, Asrini Wahidini from uh, Nottingham Trent University. Yeah. She's saying, yeah, we shouldn't send them to prison. Yeah, I wonder what she was taught when she was at college and what was her dissertation. Because well, I don't know. Well, there's no point in saying we shouldn't do something if she can't say what we should be doing. Don't you understand what I mean? Well, no, her suggestion was we need to, we need to um, uh, intervene and we need to stop the social deprivation and we need to um, help these young people that are in these situations. And she got a degree for that, didn't she? And uh, Listen, I'm all into it. And Alaska Sheldon as well was saying a similar thing. I'm all into helping people. Yeah. And I always think, you know, if deprivation, if people are coming from, from violent yeah. backgrounds or poor backgrounds, yes, let's help. But I do think once they've crossed a the line, if you've got a gun... I do think you should go to prison for it. You should yeah. uh, have sufficient rehabilitation and counselling and all those kind of things whilst you're in prison. And that's probably not happening, but you should go to prison for having a gun. Correct. But the other thing is, what about the lads who carry big knives? I'm not talking about pocket knives. Like, I've stopped, I've stopped carrying my pocket knife, which was never used for stabbing things. It was for cutting. Peeling and apples. I've carried one all my... Since I was a little boy, I've been carrying a pocket knife. Right, I've stopped doing it now because people, you know, are getting stabbed. But, I mean, that, that woman in who's just killed three chaps and yes. almost killed two others. Oh, yes. There's a photograph on there. She's got a knife which must be at least 12 inches long with it's, jagged edges. It's an incredible picture of a knife. So I know exactly what you're talking about. the things yeah. we ought to be getting, as well as guns. They're easy to come by, obviously. They'll obviously get them over the internet from somewhere. Yes, Joanna Dennehy is uh, the, uh, the woman's name, isn't it? Horrific story. Dennis, thank you very much indeed. Michelle's in Luton. Morning, Michelle. Good morning. Michelle, what have you got for me? Uh, I've just come down Hitchin Road. Oh. Uh, I know you like floods. I do like it. Well, I, well, I don't like floods. <laughs> well, we, we like to know when there are floods in the local region, of course. I went to turn into Guildford Street and it's absolutely flooded. Oh, blind. I would think, because I've come round the outside now, I would think there's a drain gone or something oh, like that. Oh, no. It just had too much. It, it's everywhere, but, but everywhere else is dry. So it doesn't make sense. Okay, so that would probably say so. We're going to send Sophie Solaria there. I think she's going to be there probably in about 10, 15 minutes. So we'll hear from her. Michelle. For me, more than a finger. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't that pathetic yesterday, Michelle? Wasn't that pathetic? Listen, thank you for calling and letting us know. Before I let you go, Michelle, what what noise do you make when you almost fall over? (laughs) Lots. I'm always almost falling over. Give us an example then of one of your noises. Um. Thank you very much indeed, Michelle. There we go, you see. 08459 455 505. And if you have spotted a flood anywhere uh, in beds, hearts or bucks, do give us a call. If we can, we'll send Sophie there. And if we can't, we can at least update people of perhaps what roads to avoid. 08459 455 555.
Now, a very sad story. The coroner in Buckinghamshire is trying to trace the family of a pensioner who passed away recently in Wickham. 72-year-old Peter James Green was known as Jim and had only lived in Totteridge Road for three years. It's thought he'd always been local to High Wickham or the surrounding area. The coroner's office says there are no suspicious circumstances, but as hypothermia was a factor in his death, there will need to be an inquest and his relatives should have the chance to attend. If you know Peter James Green, Jim, uh, then do give us a call 08459 455 555. Well, earlier on in this show, Marion Birch from Age UK Hertfordshire told us this was a sad but not uncommon story. Well, John Good is a funeral director in Bedfordshire and joins me now. John, is this something you've come across before? Unfortunately, many times. Really? How how often is this happening? (coughs) Well, I should say um, every couple of months we come across a case of um, we can't try, we can't trace family, relatives, or anything. Oh dear! Um, I've had many, many funerals over the years when I've been the only mourner, uh, and it is really, really very sad. Gosh, so so what what happens if there's no one there to take responsibility? How who gets in touch with you and, and and what do you do? Well, what normally happens is social services, friends, neighbours, or whatever um, will contact um, a funeral director and say, "What do we do?" We then have to uh, pass them on to the local council. The local council have a legal responsibility to carry out the funeral, uh, albeit only a pauper's funeral, if no relatives or no money can be found. What normally happens is the council will spend several weeks advertising in papers, looking for relatives, they search bank accounts, they search the person's house to see if they can find any money. If this fails and there is no money, there nobody steps forward to claim responsibility for the funeral, then the council will normally, it, it does vary from county to county, yeah. but they would normally contact two or three local funeral directors and ask for their uh, cheapest price to do a very basic, simple funeral. That makes me feel very sad for some reason. Me too. Yeah. Yes, I, I say I hate being the only mourner at a funeral. What does that feel like, John? No one else there, just you? Well... What I normally do, I mean, we don't have a vicar, we don't have anything, you know, so my guys would just carry the coffin into uh, the creme or, or the cemetery or, what it, or whatever. Uh, and, and I stand there and do a couple of minutes silence and I just think about that person's life. He'd been on this planet for, say, 70 years and there's no one to say farewell to him. Well, John, you're a very good man. Well done you for, uh, for uh, taking the time to remember someone who's, who, who's passed. Oh, I always do. I always do. There was a case recently, wasn't there, a war veteran uh, who, who, who no one knew and then hundreds of strangers turned up. I thought was absolutely fabulous. Wasn't that, wasn't that wonderful? He was a hero and uh, hundreds of people who didn't know him turned up at the funeral to, to, to pay, his, to, I, to pay I, their respects. I had a tear in my eye when I watched that on the telly. I really did. Um, the, the fact there was some people put uh, a notice up on the internet and loads and loads of people responded. And on the day of the funeral, it was just unbelievable how many people turned up. I wish it could happen in more cases. John, John Good, you are a very good man. Keep doing, keep doing the work and, and, and thank you for what you do. It's a pleasure, sir. Thank you. Nice to talk to you. What a lovely gentleman. What a decent human being. John Good, funeral director in Bedfordshire. If no one claims the body, no relatives, no friends, no family. 
he does. He's the, can be the only person at the funeral, and he'll stand there for a couple of minutes, doing a couple of minutes silence, and thinking about that person. Oh, that's made me um, a little bit emotional. What a wonderful human being John is. If only there were more people like him. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Just a reminder: the uh, gentleman in question, seventy-two, Peter James Green, was known as Jim. Lived in Tottridge Road for three years. Before that, it's thought he lived uh, somewhere within High Wycombe. If you know him, if you know of him, if you know any of his family or any of his friends, do get in touch. Be nice if we could uh, kind of... You're not in trouble. No one's in trouble. Just be nice if we could put you in touch with the coroner and, um, you know, maybe you could pop along to the funeral. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm touched, Catherine, by that funeral director. So John. am I. What a nice gentleman. I just said that to him as he went and he said he'd be happy to talk about anything like this in the future and we certainly will keep his we, name. Do you know what, what, what... It might be interesting popping along and having a little chat with him at some point. Just Because just, what, what an interesting life that man leads and what a thoroughly decent human being. And they're there for you at the moment that you... In part of you, you shouldn't notice they're there. But yep. you always do. Yeah. You always do. If they do their job properly, it, it, they can be really helpful. Oh, I found that very touching. It was a lovely gentleman. Let's have a look at the front page of the newspaper, shall we? About the Daily Telegraph. They've got this picture of this woman being blown over in Manchester. I think it's a fake. I think it's a fake. She's blown backwards, which I think is queer. She's blown backwards. She's fallen on her bottom. Her hair's flying like a hairdryer. And there's a woman clinging onto a wall. I'm assuming she's trying to hold the building up. An unparalleled natural crisis. It's on the front page of the Telegraph. It's in lots of the other papers as well. Um, Britain lashed by hurricane-force winds. Forecasters predict worse weather this weekend. Chaos could derail economic recovery. At the Guardian, there's a picture of a storm. Interest rates on holders. Bank says recovery unsustainable. Hooray! No, hang on. Boo! No, hang on. I've got a mortgage. Hooray again! It's hard to know which side to be on with the whole interest rates thing, isn't it? I've got a mortgage, so I guess I'm kind of going hooray. But I've also got savings. Boo! The Times. There's that woman what done got blown over in Manchester. Um, Leaked plebgate email points finger at Mitchell. Which finger is it pointing? This one? Bomber was radicalised by terrorists in Britain. A British Muslim who carried out a suicide bombing in Syria was... I tell you what I'm reading at the moment. I'm reading a cracking yet horrific book, The Siege. This book is awesome, right? It's the... You remember the Taj uh, Hotel in Mumbai? Yes. We call it, what do we call it? Mumbai or Bom- Mumbai now, don't we? Yeah, I know what you mean. Where the terrorists took over the hotel with machine guns and grenades and stuff. And we were being warned that that was the future of terrorism. Yeah, and we, yeah. I mean, this was, I think, 2008 it happened. Yeah. Well, yeah, 2008, November 2008. I'm reading an account of that. Oh my God! You never. Well, you wa- know what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, I know, but it's it's eyewitnesses, people who are in the hotel. Being, it's it's absolutely terrifying. You will never want to a go to India, b go to a hotel, c leave your house. It's at the siege. Three days of terror inside the Taj. I can only read it a bit at a time because it's just so horrific. And yet within it, there are these amazing stories of bravery. It's an incredible book. Anyway, I'm going off on a tangent. 08459 four double five five double five. Travel with Alice. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
The M1 London-bound looking slow between Junction 10 for Luton Airport and 9 for Redbourne on the sensors. And the M25 also really struggling between Junction 18 for Chorley Wood and 16 for the M40. In Chawston, the A1 southbound is slow at the Black Cat roundabout. And on public transport, Virgin trains have possible delays and cancellations across the network today because of the bad weather yesterday. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Bedfordshire Police say a five-year prison sentence for possessing a handgun sends a clear message to the criminal community in Luton. 20-year-old Marley James from the town was jailed this week. Police say 19 firearms have been taken off the streets of Luton since Operation Boson was launched last year. Three men have been arrested in Bedford in connection with the murder of teenager Isaac Stone. The 19-year-old was stabbed to death in Costin Street on the evening of Saturday, January the 25th. And hurricane-force winds have battered the UK, leaving more than 100,000 homes without power and bringing widespread disruption to transport. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Arsenal missed out on the chance to go back to the top of the Premier League last night after a goalless draw attempt to Manchester United. This was David Moyes' verdict. I wanted three points because uh, you know, the players are capable, we've got a good team. But you know, Arsenal are, are rightly needed top of the league just now and they've had a great season. So it wasn't a bad draw for us, but uh, as I said, I'd like to have taken all three. Liverpool are only four points behind leaders Chelsea after a stoppage time penalty from Steven Gerrard gave Brendan Rodgers' side a 3-2 win at Fulham. Well, we know we have goals in the team, so we're a team that goes right to to the end Saturday against Arsenal we were 4-0 after 20 minutes so we know we can get goals at any period of the game and as you see tonight we had to keep passing keep probing to try and break through and and eventually we got there and if it's the first minute or the 90th minute we've got to keep going Tottenham won 4-0 at Newcastle with two goals from Emmanuel Adebayor delighting manager Tim Sherwood I mean he's doing fantastic he's a credit to every young player certainly at our club they look up to him the way he trains and and conducts himself and, uh, and he's been a fantastic example He's obviously got self-pride. I think there's only one form of motivation, a self-motivation, and I think Addy's got that in abundance. Stoke and Swansea drew one all, and the matches at Manchester City and Everton were both postponed due to the high winds. Luton have a new pitch cover arriving this morning at Kenilworth Road from Glasgow Warriors Rugby Club in a bid to ensure Saturday's home match with Hereford goes ahead. And at the Winter Olympics, the women's skeleton starts shortly with World Cup champion Lizzie Yarnold and the 2006 Olympic silver medalist Shelley Rudman strong medal contenders for Team GB. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at eight. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Lots of you having your say on Facebook about gun, guns. I keep saying gums. The reason I say gums is because my four-year-old boy calls them gums. He doesn't know the word guns yet, so he keeps talking about gums. I'm not telling him the right word. Don't want him to, I don't like the idea of him playing with guns. I know it will happen. I know it's kind of almost natural, but I don't want him to. Uh, anyway, um, is five years enough? Too little? Too much? Christian says, if they only end up serving half of that prison term, it's not really enough of a punishment when, if they use the gun, they could be a murderer. And Buster says 20 years would be more appropriate. 08459 455 555. We have heard some voices today suggesting, uh, one of these voices was a professor, suggesting if you get found with a gun, you shouldn't go, no, you shouldn't go to prison. We should go in and we should kind of talk to you about what your feelings and what's going on, guys, and how can we change this? 
I suggest if they've got the gun, it's too late for that. You can talk about that stuff in prison, but they need to be taken off the street, don't they? 08459-455-555. Earlier on in the show, uh, Michelle in Luton uh, called up and told us there was serious flooding in Guildford Street in Luton. We sent Sophie Solaria there. Sophie, what's happening? Well, what a change from yesterday. Can't believe it. Yesterday, I was looking for a flood and couldn't find one. Today... As soon as I walk out of Luton, I'm thinking, oh, it's a, bit, it's a bit light, a bit dry. I doubt there's going to be any floods. No, no. As I near Guildford Street, where I stand now, had a feeling that things were going to be different today. And they are. Because what lies in front of me, Ian, can only be described as some form of large, raging lake. And even oh. since I've been here in the last five minutes, it's got longer. So oh. it started at the top of Guildford Street... Uh, by the roundabout uh, near Church Street. And since I've been here, it has lengthened itself out and it's sort of almost moving up the street. A large, raging lake that's lengthening itself out and moving up the street? Absolutely. That's exactly what this is. And we're not talking about a fingernail depth, no. A foot and a half, I would say, of water today. And it is getting deeper. Um, Each car that drives through the water is taking it really steady because they don't want to splash the passengers. No. um, The pedestrians. That's better. Thanks. Except uh, one numpty that that didn't care and splashed me in the face, but we won't go there. And uh, the road is now a no-go area completely. Is there anybody there trying to sort it out, Sophie? Affinity Water has literally just got here, and I spoke to the driver, who um, won't speak on air, but has told me that there's a burst water pipe. And actually, as I walk up towards um, the corner of Guildford Street, and I don't know what it's cornering onto. Um, it, Local yeah, and vocal. Yeah, it is, uh, yeah, it's coming through the pavement. Oh, blimey. What, a, what a time it. to have a burst leaking water pipe when there's floods raging everywhere else. Does this count as a flood? I would count it as a flood. I'm totes counting this as a flood. Can you get some pictures, Sophie, and we'll I, put them up on the Facebook page? Look, I'm already on it. Okay. Well, uh, Definitely. Uh, can you walk into the, into the middle of the water? I've got boots on we've had this discussion yeah you've got wellings on now have you no oh they're uggs they're they're, oh. su- they're suede they're quite expensive right um i walk towards the side of the water yes there's do you know what as i come through you know uh, when you go swimming and they've got those uh, round tubs yes that um jacuzzis yes there's Where about is this going? there's about four jacuzzis in this lake now that literally makes no sense, Sophie, but thank you very much. Go, go Get some photos, send them over to us, we'll put them on the Facebook page, and then go and find out what people's noise they make when they almost fall over. Jacuzzis? Jacuzzis. Can I, can I make a suggestion? And I heard Rob, I've been listening to a lot of Rob shows recently. Yeah, I love Rob. Why wouldn't you? Well, I've been, I've been listening to a lot, and he's, he gave some good advice to Tony Fisher the other day. Right? Oh. Tony Fisher was out on Flood Watch, right? Tony Fisher only had shoes. And Rob said, two bits of good advice. Always have a tie and a jacket yeah. in the boot of your car, in case the Queen comes. Yes. Or a dignitary. Always have a pair of wellies in the boot of your car. That's standard. Standard. Always have a pair of Wellingtons in the boot of your car. If you're a reporter here at BBC Three Counties Radio, I'm going to make it law. I'm going to speak to the boss here, Nick Coffer, and I'm going to make it law that everybody has to have a pair of Wellingtons in the boot of their car so you can get knee-deep in water. When I trained as a journalist, yeah. I was always told, go to work as if you might end up meeting the Queen. Right? In a puddle. So, you know, wear, if you're a man, wear smart trousers and a shirt and have a jacket at work. There are some places you used to have a work jacket and tie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all, whoever's. Are you, are you, Sophie, being Justin tomorrow? Yes. Kelly? Bring some Wellingtons. 
Okay, I've already got some in my boot or my car. Beautiful. You see, have you got a tie and a jacket? No, I've got a tent. Just a smart jacket. Smart jacket will do for a lady. Yeah, Yeah, nothing too tarty. Well, I don't dress tarty anyway, so... Huh? Okay. Kelly, we're talking this morning. What noise do you make when you almost fall over? Let's hear yours. Oh, Oh wait, sorry, fall over. Almost fall over. Okay. Well, actually fall over. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah? Mm. Catherine? Oh. I think mine is, um, I'm going to have to kind of, so I'm trying to what to... Oh. <laughs> That's it. Oh. That's... Well, it's all an odd noise, especially yeah. when you haven't done anything. People turn around looking where the noise came from. Yeah. Oh. We'll have oh. some of that. 08459 four double five five double five. You can text us your noises as well if you want, and we'll, we'll read them out. 81333, start your text 3CR. Um, and also this morning, we're talking about guns, gun crime. Uh, a young gentleman, has, uh, 20-year-old Marley James, was arrested in the course of a series of uh, police raids in October, and he's been sentenced to five years after admitting having a handgun. Five years for a handgun. He had about 3,000 quid in money that he got through crime. Is five years enough, do you think? For someone, he's not fired the gun, he's not shot anybody, he's just been in possession of having a handgun. Is five years enough? We're getting mixed messages this morning. Earlier on in the show, I spoke to uh, Professor Azrini Wahadin, who's a professor of criminology and criminal justice at Nottingham Trent University. This is what she had to say. I don't think prison is the answer. The punishment should be one that is, is a t- acts as and works as a deterrent, we- but also, more importantly, yeah... One that is based on rehabilitation, not on retribution. But they can be rehabilitated in prison, can't they? That's questionable. She thinks, uh, just to reiterate, that um, rehabilitation is the answer. Prison is not necessarily the answer. Hmm? For being in possession of a gun? A gun that could, I don't know, kill somebody? A gun that, at the very least, could be used to intimidate somebody? Now, listen, I'm normally kind of, you're kind of your left wing. Hey, look, guys, let's all just sit around and uh, talk about it, yeah? But surely, if you've been caught in possession of a gun, uh, you're, you, at the very least, you're going to use that to threaten somebody. At the, the most, you're probably going to shoot somebody. You should go to prison for having that gun. It seems obvious to me. Yeah, once you're in prison, there should be a rehabilitative process and there should be uh, counselling and there should be therapy and you should have to do work about what, why it's inappropriate and why you made those decisions and what other options are open to you. And that probably doesn't exist as much as it should do. But... If you're out there carrying a gun, you're a wrong one. The thing is as well, even if you're using it to intimidate and you're not planning to actually fire it, yep. you are escalating the problem because the people you're intimidating are going to get a gun. Yep. And they're not. They're, from there on, it rolls on. Yeah, exactly. I'm not, I'm not saying that having it to intimidate people is in any way acceptable no. at all. Of course not. And it could be me that gets shot. It could be my kids that get shot. And some of these lads will be carrying them out of fear. Yeah. Because... They risk being shot. And yeah, we spoke to um, Sheldon earlier on, who was a naughty boy, and he sorted his life out, and he now goes and talks to people about um, uh, about crime and gangs and things and how people can change their life around. And I agreed with his point, that we should be getting in there really, really early and trying to dissuade people away from that lifestyle. But once someone has crossed the line, and I would suggest walking around or owning a gun is quite a big line to have crossed, once they've crossed that line, they have to go to prison. And I don't know if five years is enough. Five years in prison when the other punishment meted out by your so-called friends could be far worse. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a bit of a let-off. 08459 four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Remember, we spoke to a professor earlier on who says, actually, if kids, young people, are found with guns, prison isn't the answer. 
Prison isn't the answer. Really? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Maria's in Offley. Morning, Maria. Good morning. I've just contacted the Hertfordshire Police about the flood at uh, Guildford Road. Oh yes. Now I was thinking to myself, do we need to get the fire brigade there to clear it? I just heard again that it's going up the road. It's going up the road. Well, the, you called the police about the flood. I've done it. What did they say? They said they'll take it in, ch- in charge. They'll take it in charge. Did you did you hear about the flood on this show? Yes, I did. I said it was the Three Counties Radio. Okay, and at which police? So did... they do know because it's going to oh, be man. chaos. Traffic comes from Hitchin through. Right, wh- because wh- they won't be able to get through. It'll be chaos. Yeah. Which police did you call? The Hertfordshire. Because all the traffic is coming from Hitching through, but, and the traffic is coming from Luton through. Well, isn't... I'm, let me just... Where, where, where's, my, where's my map? Hang on a second. Let me just get my, uh, my Do maps. Do we need to get the... Hang on. The fire brigade. Hang on a second. I'm just finding my... Where are my maps? Where's the... Right, that's the... Uh, with the pump. That's Portugal. That's no good. That's Morocco. Hang on a minute. I'm just getting my maps. Okay. It's Abu Dhabi. Why have I got a map of Abu Dhabi, Maria? Pardon? Why have I got a map of Abu Dhabi? Here we go, know. Luton, Luton. Um, yeah, See, Luton. Lots Lu- of traffic are going to come Maria, either way. Luton's in Bedford, not Hertfordshire. I thought, I thought that was wrong. Lu- Lu- you need to call the beds police if you're going to call no, any. I'm not suggesting in, you do. No, they said don't worry anymore. Um, they're going to look into it. Well, it's a di- you've got the wrong county though. No, but they said they said they're going to look into it. Why would they? Because the traffic could be coming from Hitchin right, okay. and from Luton. Okay. It'll be chaos. Why have I got a map of Abu Dhabi in the studio? That's ridiculous. Uh, okay, I, I would suggest if you've called the police, albeit in the wrong county, that you probably don't need to call the uh, fire brigade, Maria. But well done for being so um, uh, socially conscious. Yeah. And we will keep we will keep you and the rest of the listeners updated as to what's happening with that flood. Okay, thank I you so much. Early. They know me. If anything's wrong, I, wrong, I nearly always ring them. When you say they know you, what have you done? Well, different things. Oh, are you? Uh, it's been wrong here. A fire was in the woods, and they know me quite well. Are you a criminal? No. Oh, no, sorry. I thought they knew you because you were trouble, and they were. Oh, is no, that, no, that Maria no, and Offley again? Them. Good if for you. If there's anything radically wrong, they're here. So if there's anything radically wrong, you'll help them. And that's yeah. very socially minded of you, Maria. Good work. We need more people like you. Yeah. You're a it good helps, egg. Doesn't it? Maria, can you it do me a favour? Pardon? Can you do... Sorry? Can you do me a favour? Yeah. What noise do you make when you almost fall over? I don't know. But I have fallen over before I got my new soles in, which was... Um, the hospital... Uh, Fantastic. Seeing into, I'll go in the 3rd of March again. Good for, oh, who's, the, who's that in the background? I don't fall over now, it's my dash hound. Your dash hound? What's he, he what's he called? I'm talking to somebody, oh, I see. bet he does. He's jealous, is he? He's on the settee, yeah. Oh, get him off the settee, Maria. <laughs> he might do a whoopsie. <laughs> no. Maria, could you do, do me, that, could you do me, you've been a very, very good sport this morning, I appreciate your time. Could you do okay. me one favour? Could you just say for me, you're listening to Ian Lee's podcast... I'm listening to Ian Lee's broadcast. G- excellent first attempt. Can you say you're listening to Ian Lee's podcast? You're Ian Lee's podcast. Spot on, Maria. You're a good sport. Have a lovely day. Thank you so much. Cheers. I'm hoping I'll get to Hitching because I've got a, a foot appointment at the uh, Regal Chambers.
Well, but I, if they don't come, I shall have to ring them because I'll have to go another day. Exactly. I'm sure they'll they, listen. They'll understand that everyone's having a little bit of trouble getting my around. My feet have not long been done. They've got to be. Um, what did they do to your feet? They pad them and everything because of corns underneath. Oh, oh, that's... And I've just had a knuckle off and the big toe off, big um, toenail off. I but I'm you... still in trouble. It's very sore. I thought you said you had your big toe off. I have had the big toenail off. Right, OK. Well, that's something. Oh, blimey. Well, Maria, listen, you take care of your feet, OK? That's all right. Ta-ta. I'm being char- ch- charged up. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. Well done. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Luton, Guildford Street has a burst water pipe. There's a huge amount of water across the road there, so it is quite slow in that area. The A1M southbound on the speed sensors struggling around Junction 7 for Stevenage. In Bishop Stortford, the A120 westbound looking very heavy approaching the Puckeridge roundabout. On public transport, First Capital Connect and East Midlands trains have delays of up to 20 minutes on services via Bedford after a broken down train. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. Where are my heads? 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 There are my heads. There are my heads. There are my heads. Right, 7.47. It's Thursday the 13th of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedfordshire Police say a five-year prison sentence for possessing a handgun sends a clear message to the criminal community in Luton. 20-year-old Marley James from the town was jailed this week. Three men have been arrested in Bedford in connection with the murder of teenager Isaac Stone. The 19-year-old was stabbed to death last month. And in sport, Luton have a new pitch cover arriving this morning at Kenilworth Road from Glasgow Warriors Rugby Club in a bid to ensure Saturday's home match goes ahead. 08459 Four double five five double five. There were my heads. Let's get the webs. Here's Sarah. Beds, hearts, and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah, unfortunately, I do have some weather for you. I can't uh, hide it any longer. We've got a drier day today, a brighter day, a calmer day. It's the calm before the next storm system, though. Actually, just watch out a little bit uh, for a touch of ice first thing this morning across, say, Buckinghamshire, other parts of the Chilterns, stretching into Oxfordshire, uh, because we've had some showers overnight. A few showers to come through during the day today across the three counties. Generally, though, a lot drier, a lot calmer, still fairly breezy and not feeling especially warm, even though we will see some sunshine. Highs of around 5 or 6 Celsius. Tonight, a chilly night. We've got clear skies. The temperature's falling close to freezing. But tomorrow we have the next storm system moving in from the south and west. A cloud thickening up at breakfast time and then wet and windy weather spreading across us as we go through the day. We've got Met Office weather warnings in force for all three counties from tomorrow morning right the way through until midday on Saturday. We'll see another inch or more of rain, that's 25 millimetres or more over higher ground of rain through tomorrow into the start of Saturday and wind gusts of 60, maybe 70 miles an hour over the Chilterns uh, as we go through into Saturday. Not easing until Saturday afternoon. Sunday should be drier. More rain on Monday. Thank you very much. 
Roberto Peroni. We'll talk about your partner's annoying habits this after a woman filed for divorce after just one week. I, I know, I, I snore and I snore badly, but I can't help it. Roberto Peroni. It's Friday. Why am I even bothering to go to work today? You've got to. You never know when a dome board suddenly appears in front of you and you've got to dive in. You need a lot of love, a bit of patience to keep a relationship going. Sometimes you have to turn a blind eye. Roberto Peroni. Weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties Radio. Roberto's been on fire recently. He's been on absolute fire recently. I've loved listening to his show and he gave out excellent advice to Tony Fisher. And again, I repeat the advice from Roberto Peroni, okay? If you are a reporter, have a smart jacket in your in the back of your car. Or hung up behind your desk. You can hang it up behind your desk. Or you get have a pair of Wellington boots in the... You right, Kelly? Yes. A pair of Wellington boots in the boot of your car. I would suggest one more for our location near one of the world's largest, most bustling airports. Uh, a flak uh, jacket. No. Passport. No. Passport. passport. You're gonna go, passport. If you're going to go airside, you need a passport. You need a passport, innit? Aye. Are you doing my voice again? No, it's my voice. You stole mine first. Aye, lad. I've got the giggles and I don't know why. I think you know exactly <laughs> why. Let's move on. 08459 555. Flooding! Oh man alive, it's annoying, isn't it? Everyone's got a theory about floods. David Cameron has not spent enough on defensives. The Environment Agency hasn't done enough dredging. The council hasn't cleared the drains. Another theory has been thrown into the mix. The Reverend Peter Simpson from the Pen Free Methodist Church believes the answer lies much closer to home. We're not praying enough. Well, Reverend Simpson joins me now. Good morning, Reverend. Good morning. Is this, is this correct? You think the floods are here because we're not praying enough? Well, the floods uh, are a call to the nation to humble itself before God, because uh, we are a nation uh, in deep rebellion against God. We, we are a nation doing all that it possibly can to cast off the Christian faith. Um, God is angry with this nation and God controls the elements. In what way are we trying to um, uh, cast God off? Um, well, as a society, we, we, we no longer fear God, we no longer honour God. God's commandments are uh, generally ignored. Uh, the Lord's Day has become a day for commerce, just like any other day. Uh, we are a society which uh, allows all kinds of wickedness. I, I could think, for example, of abortion. Uh, seven million babies destroyed since 1967. Yeah, we are a society gays. which has forgotten its Christian roots. Are gays part of that? P- pardon? Are gays part of the wickedness? Uh, the redefinition of marriage is part of the casting off of our Christian foundations. So, allowing homosexuals to marry and abortion is part of the reason we've got floods now? Uh, It it is the whole range of sin and ignoring God. Peter, with the greatest of respect, that does sound slightly bonkers, doesn't it? Uh, No, uh, the Bible clearly teaches that God controls the elements and and that God uh, also uh, governs nations... Uh, according to their righteousness or lack of righteousness. There are countries who are less righteous than us, aren't there? And they seem to be doing all right. Do you not just think it's not God's retribution? I don't know. It's just bad weather. Uh, I'm not calling it it, it God's retribution. Divine intervention? uh, I'm calling it a warning from God to the nation to humble itself and to start praying. 
And, and there is a remarkable uh, instance uh, in our history uh, where if the nation uh, does pray, uh, it, it has a real effect, including on the weather. Uh, for example, uh, on May the, 20, uh, May the 26th, 1940, we had a national day of prayer. Right. This was at the time of Dunkirk. Yeah. Uh, and uh, on May the 28th, a violent storm broke out over Flanders. It grounded the German Air Force. Uh, the troops were able to reach the beaches safely. Uh, yet, despite the storm in, in Flanders, the English Channel was like a mill pond. Uh, and this aided the evacuation. Did they not plan the... Did they not uh, you, you wait for the weather to be right, for the attack to happen? I thought that was part of the, 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 the planning. Not Dunkirk. Dunkirk was absolute chaos. They just had to get out as quickly as they could. Good. So how about... What if, if everybody in Beds, Hearts and Bucks did a little prayer now, Peter? Do you think that would um, help Beds, Hearts and Bucks from the flooding and the bad weather? Uh, well, d- do a little prayer is is not the answer. It's got to be heartfelt repentance and heartfelt turning to God. Could you do a prayer for us now, Peter, to stop the flood, if we all bow our heads in reverence? Well, are, are you serious, or, or are no. you asking that in a slightly mocking manner? No, no, listen, I will, I will bow my head. If, if you can do a prayer that, that you think will help stop the floods, because I know it's affecting lots of people, my, my head will be bowed. Yes, yes, certainly. Away you go. Heavenly Father, please... Have mercy upon this nation, which has turned away from thee, and be pleased to calm the elements and cause the rains to cease. We pray for all those uh, who have had their homes flooded. We ask, O Lord, that thou would help them, uh, and we pray that this nation might return in repentance and faith to the Lord Jesus Christ. In his name, amen. 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 Well, thank you for that, Reverend. Do you do you not worry? There 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 are uh, there there are a lack of young people who are involved in the Christian faith. Do you not worry that um um how can I put this politely that views like yours that some people may consider to be a, a little bit old-fashioned and a little bit fantastical that views like yours are, are turning younger people away from uh, from the church? Uh, the Christian faith is eternal, absolute truth. It, it is not dependent upon fashion. Uh, I mean, are we suggesting that the the church should uh, change its teachings to suit each new generation? Uh, God's word stands for all time, uh, and the Bible clearly teaches uh, that it is the Trinitarian God who controls the elements, and we as a nation need to humble ourselves before him. Uh, Peter, I, I really appreciate uh, your, your time this morning. We've had we've had one email, and I'm going to read this out to you just so you kind of get a, some feedback on what people are saying. Okay. Uh, and please don't. Uh, well, you may be offended. I don't know. Um, Ian has emailed in saying uh, "cuckoo, cuckoo, loony alert." Now, th- th- there will be people thinking what you're saying is nonsense. What would you say to those people, Peter? Well, th- this is just demonstrates how, how secularised. Uh, cool britannia has become uh, any statement uh, that there might be an almighty god controlling the elements uh, is, is deemed to be the opinion of a, mm. a crank this just shows how far well, science, removed science the Christian is... faith we have become but yeah back in 1940 yep. this nation feared god enough to have a national day of prayer what about the muslim countries because they seem to be doing all right with the weather don't they well uh, I, i'm not going to comment on other countries, Christians in other countries have to deal with God's 
providence so it's the in christians in the muslim is the christians in the muslim countries that are keeping those countries doing all right well uh jesus christ uh is the only way uh, he is the truth uh, and so i cannot speak for other religions so the muslims have got it wrong is it because we've got so many muslims here that the weather's so bad uh no of course not but it, it, it not. is silly the fact that we as a nation uh, have uh, deliberately turned our back upon our uh, Christian foundations. Peter, we uh, have a government legislating uh, against the Christian faith. Uh, we have all kinds of heterosexual immorality. We have uh, drug taking. Yeah. Uh, we have sex education in the schools, which is devoid of any moral foundation. Wow. Uh, we are a nation in trouble, and we need to get back to our Christian roots. Peter, I really appreciate your time this morning, and thank you for the prayer. Thank you. There we go. It's the Reverend Peter Simpson from the Penn Free Methodist Church. The reason we have the floods is because we are a godless nation, and we need to get back to God. We need to stop um, redefining marriage. We need to uh, um, stop taking drugs and um, heterosexual heterosexual immortality. No, immorality. Immortality. Wowzers, that would be something. Uh, nice little prayer there. Yeah. Let's let's see what, see happens. what happens. Give us a call if you've noticed um, the weather drying up a bit because of that. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. I'm sure lots of you would love to have your say on what the Reverend was saying there. Yeah. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. We've had calls in from Daniel and James in Roxton. The A1 is partially blocked at the Black Cat roundabout by an accident with queues of about three miles there. Also, we had a call in from Glenn, who's between Luton and Hitchin on the A505. There's a lane closed just before the junction with Wibbly Wobbly Lane. Uh, police are on scene there at the moment. And in Luton, Guildford Street has a burst water pipe with a huge amount of water across the road and very slow in the area there. Public transport, First Capital Connect and East Midlands trains have delays of up to 20 minutes on services via Bedford after a train broke down. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much indeed. We are a godless, secular country that's turned its back on God. And that's why we've got such bad weather and there's that flood in Luton. What do you reckon? 08459 555555. What noise do you make when you almost fall over? And is five years in prison long enough for being in possession of a gun? Here's the news with Simon. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock. The headlines, police back five-year sentence for gun crime, three arrested in Bedford murder hunt, and Buckinghamshire Minister says bad weather is a message from God. BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedfordshire police say a five-year prison sentence for possessing a handgun sends a clear message to the criminal community in Luton. 20-year-old Marley James from the town was jailed this week. Police say 19 firearms have been taken off the streets of Luton since Operation Boson was launched last year. Detective Chief Inspector David Sestaro is heading up Operation Boson. Five years out of a young lad's life is very impactful and that sends out a message to the whole community that even if you're holding a firearm for someone else, 
you are facilitating firearms violence and that just simply won't be tolerated by the police or the court. Three men have been arrested in Bedford in connection with the murder of teenager Isaac Stone. The 19-year-old was stabbed to death in Costin Street on the evening of Saturday, January the 25th. The men, one aged 19 and the other two in their 20s and all from Bedford, were arrested in Clapham Road yesterday evening on suspicion of murder. Hurricane force winds have battered the UK, leaving more than 100,000 homes without power and bringing widespread disruption to transport. The West Coast main line was badly affected. Virgin trains say problems in the northwest could mean delays in this region this morning. The River Thames is expected to reach its highest level for 60 years in some places today. Meanwhile, a minister in Buckinghamshire, the Reverend Peter Simpson from the Penn Free Methodist Church, says the bad weather is an urgent call to prayer. The floods uh, are a call to the nation to humble itself before God because uh, we are a nation uh, in deep rebellion against God. We, we are a nation doing all that it possibly can to cast off the Christian faith. God is angry with this nation and God controls the elements. The three main political parties at Westminster will warn Scottish voters today that an independent Scotland would not be able to join a currency union with the UK. The Chancellor, George Osborne, will set out the message in a speech in Edinburgh which will be swiftly endorsed by Labour and the Lib Dems. An appeal has been made by the coroner's office in Buckinghamshire to help trace the family of a man from High Wycombe. 72-year-old Peter James Green lived in Totteridge Road for the last four years of his life, but no relatives can be traced. Marion Birch from age UK in Hertfordshire says it's not uncommon. We are quite surprised um, you know, when we make contact with an older person for a service, perhaps we're going to help something we're going to help them with and you know, we ask for, for contact details like their GP and, uh, and next of kin and sometimes you know, there, there isn't one. In sport, Arsenal missed out on the chance to go back to the top of the Premier League last night after a goalless draw at home to Manchester United and Luton have a new pitch cover arriving this morning at Kenilworth Road from Glasgow Warriors Rugby club in a bid to ensure Saturday's home match with Hereford goes ahead. The weather, sunny spells and a few showers which may be heavy with sleet or hail and feeling cold in the wind, a maximum temperature 7 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Fiery hour that was. Good, some excellent stuff in there. Lots to talk about this morning, as there always is. Phones are very, very busy. We've got a couple of lines free now, so now is an excellent time to uh, give me a call. Some of the things coming up. A 20-year-old sentenced to five years in prison for gun possession. Is five years a tough enough sentence? Some people have suggested he shouldn't have gone to prison at all. Moving story of a 72-year-old gentleman who died alone and they can't find any of his relatives or his friends to attend his funeral. Well, what happens if you do die without a next of kin? We heard there from uh, a reverend who thinks that a lack of prayer and a lack of godliness in this country is the real reason for the floods. Gay marriage, abortion, all those kinds of things. It's God punishing us. What are your thoughts? Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR 81333. Start your text 3CR or best way to do this 08459 455 555. 
across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, we had a text, John from Datchworth. We all need to believe in whatever suits, but to think that if we all pray that homosexuals and the bad weather will change is a load of old tosh. Immorality has got naffle to do with the current climate. John from Datchworth. Well, it's interesting you say that because uh, uh, Kelly Betts uh, just took a phone call from someone saying, actually, well, what did that person say, Kelly? They didn't want to come on, but what did they say? She said in a very calm voice, I agree with what that man said, and I think most of us do. Bye, and then hung up. It's frustrating because was it a man or a woman? A woman. Okay, because I would love, I would love to have spoken to her to investigate this further. Would love to have spoken. If you're that woman, do call up and come on the air. I, was, I hope you think I was respectful to the Reverend Peter Simpson. I listened to his point. Uh, we all, had, we all bowed our head when we were doing the prayer. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Can you believe that it's? The, uh, we're being punished for being a godless country, that's why we've got the floods? Or do you think it's just a load of old tosh? I know what side I'm batting for in this argument, but I will listen to any side that's put forward. I prefer science. I do like science, because as they might be giants once saying, science is real. 08459 now, been in the news all morning this morning. A Luton man has been sentenced to five years after admitting having a handgun. 20-year-old Marley James was arrested in the course of a series of police raids in October. He was also found with almost £3,000 obtained through crime. Bedfordshire police say the sentence proves their commitment to tackling gun crime and sends a clear message to anyone involved in this dangerous criminal world. Well, Kate Whaley is the Head of Services and Development with the Hertfordshire-based organisation MAMA, which stands for Mothers Against Murder and Aggression. Morning to you, Kate. Good morning. Five years sentence uh, for being in possession of a gun. What do you think about that? Um, it's right. It's, you know, it's the right sentence. It's a message we want to give. It's a sentence we decided on a long time ago. You know, we, we said quite a while ago that anybody caught in possession of a gun would um, would get a minimum of five years and it's it's good to see that that's being that's being carried out earlier on in the show kate um a ridiculous time of the morning we spoke to a professor who's a professor of criminology and criminal justice at nottingham trent university this is what the professor had to say i don't think prison is the answer the punishment should be one that is is a to acts as and works as a deterrent we- but also more importantly yeah one that is based on rehabilitation, not on retribution. But they can be rehabilitated in prison, can't they? I think it's questionable. What do you make of what uh, Professor was saying there, Kate? I don't agree. I think you can and should be able to be rehabilitated while, while, in, while, while in prison, while serving a custodial sentence. I don't think we're very good at that at the moment, and I think we need to get better. And I think what we're doing while we have people in custody is, is not working and we need to look at changing some of the stuff we do um but there's absolutely no reason why why that that cannot cannot be done he's only 20 he's a boy really in the great scheme of things it's pretty serious criminal behavior how do we stop young people getting involved in things like this kate i mean you know that's that's the really difficult question we're not doing enough education wise where there are too many young people who think that a criminal career is going to be a lot more lucrative than um, a, a career that most of us choose, and that's not good. We, sh- we should be offering young people opportunities 
um, that they want to take, and we're not doing that. The other thing we're not doing is making sure that it's a lot easier for young people to access um, things like youth clubs than it is a gun. You know, some people, some young people can get hold of a gun a lot easier than they can actually get into a youth club or get into get into doing something. Really I always scratch my head a bit, Kate, when, when the youth club uh, situation is mentioned, because surely the only people that go to youth clubs are the kind of people that probably wouldn't be getting involved in this sort of crime anyway. Do you know what I mean? Not if we were attracting them. Right. You know, we need to do different stuff. We need to do stuff that attracts every type of young person, and um, not just the young person that we see currently engaged with um, youth activities. You know, that there are, there are activities that we could and should be engaging all young people in. So, so we, should be cap- we should be capturing their interest rather than... Um, older gang members capturing their interest, which, which is actually what's happening. You're saying that you uh, the Mama campaigned for five years for being in possession of a gun. Why, why five years in particular? Because there will be some people listening who think that isn't long enough. We, we campaign for a set... When we campaign, what we try to do is campaign for something that we will realistically achieve. Um, so, you know, you know straight away if you campaign for 50 years, that, that's never going to happen. So what you have to do is sit down and work out what a realistic, achievable, meaningful sentence would be. And there are not many young people that want to spend five years, I mean, he won't actually spend five years, but won't want a five-year sentence for possession of a firearm. Um, what was the happen- thing is, when he comes out, though, Kate, isn't there a danger that but, but if, he, if he's in there for, what, two, two and a half years, maybe three years, yeah. he'll come out with a bit of kudos, won't he? And if, if he keeps his mouth shut and doesn't grass his mates up, he's going to be seen as sort of a big guy. Um, look, there's the risk of that, but the, 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 what, what's the alternative? Is the alternative um, to say to young people, you know, if you carry a weapon, we're going to be really cross. Mm. And we're going to really try to rehabilitate you. But that's about all we're going to do. And there has to be, there, there's got to be consequences to everything we do. And carrying a weapon or being in possession of, of a firearm is, is quite a serious thing. And we have to deal with serious things seriously. And we have to give a message to young people that this is a serious offence. We will take it seriously and it will be dealt with seriously. Kate, I appreciate your time this morning. Thank you very much. Kate Whaley, Head of Services and Development with the Hertfordshire-based organisation Mothers Against Murder and Aggression. What do you think? Five years? Is it enough? Or do you agree with the professor we had on earlier on? Actually, prison isn't the answer. If you get caught with a gun, prison isn't the answer. We need to do other things. Um, let me do two f- Facebook comments. The first two I see. Steve says, problem is five years won't mean five years, will it? As soon as the sentence is passed, you can half it for good behaviour and half that for being on a tag. And at that point, you're virtually free again. And Nettie says, an unlicensed gun means intent, intent to use. Or why would you have not... Uh, why would you have got it? Five years means possible a couple of years. Taking or intending to take someone's life or to threaten someone's life is not OK. A lesson to be learned. So five years, is it long enough? Well, that's the question we're asking, Nettie. I was hoping for an answer from you. 08459 four double five five double five is the phone number if uh, you want to give me a call this morning. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Now, uh, just before the news, uh, just about t- t- ten to eight, we spoke to the Reverend Peter Simpson, who thinks that the reason we've got all of these flubs, uh, flubs, floods, is because we are a godless nation. Well, James is from Luton. James is calling. Morning, James. Good morning, how are you? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. The reason we have these floods, it's our fault, James. It's because of gay marriage, it's because of abortion, it's because we don't pray enough. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I'm just curious. I mean, if this God is all loving and caring and forgiving, why did he make him out to seem so angry and vengeful? You know, it couldn't, didn't seem like God would care less about destroying homes and possibly lives. It just... <sighs> Well, the argument, the argument that's put forward by Christians about that is because we have been given free will and choice, and it's, it's up to us what we do with that. And if we go against God's uh, um, the basic precepts, then we are seen as sinners and he will punish us for that. So it's, it's, it's free choice. I, I understand it's free choice. It just, it just seems that this loving, caring, forgiving God is quite, a, quite an angry you know, person. And if you don't believe in him, then he will punish you, which just, just well... It doesn't sound right to me. We've got to... Thank you for that, uh, James. Uh, Ola has texted in. I'm a Christian minister. I strongly support Reverend uh, Reverend Peter. Let's Britain come back to Jesus. Fred in Bedford. My garden is now drying up and it stopped raining. Stu from Bedford. Exactly, because of the prayer. Well done, you made the connection, Kelly. Good good work. (laughs) Well done. Stu says... Can I just ask why God didn't choose to make the floods happen in the summer? Wouldn't that have carried a bit more weight if a point needed to be made? Iron Age thinking in a modern world. And uh, Nigel from North Crawley says, Ian, you were taking the P out of the reverend gentleman. You wouldn't do that if he were a Muslim. I w- if he was spouting complete and utter guff, Nigel, then, then yes. Yes, I would. I wasn't taking the P out of him anyway. My tongue may have been slightly in my cheek because, hey, I believe in science and fact and, uh, and not myths and stories. Uh, but if, if a Muslim gentleman had come on and said the same... Why, why are you bringing a Muslim into it anyway? Of course I would have done. If a Muslim comes on and talks rubbish, I'll tell them they're talking rubbish. If you'd like to do that, 08459 There we go, you see. We're, we're, we're open to uh, pointing the finger of fun at any religion here. We don't mind. Um, 08459 is the uh, telephone number if you do want to give us a call it's 8.15 exactly let's get the travel news now here's Alice travel news for beds cards and bugs BBC Three Counties Radio in Roxton, the A1 is part blocked at the Black Cat roundabout by an accident. On the speed centres, all approaches are queuing uh, at the moment to the Black Cat roundabout. Thanks for Dane, Daniel and Jane for phoning in with that. And uh, we had a call in from Glen between Luton and Hitchin on the A505. There's a lane blocked before the junction with Wibbly Wobbly Lane by an accident. And in Luton, Guildford Street has a burst water pipe causing a huge amount of water across the road and very slow traffic. On the speed sensors, Hartford looking very slow. The A414 towards the centre of town really struggling. On public transport, First Capital Connect and East Midlands trains have delays of up to 20 minutes on services via Bedford. I'm Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, you're right. I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm fine. I've just realised realize we've not spoken for ages and I've not checked in with the, gl- the goss on the gloss. <laughs> so, what's, what's the goss on the gloss? There's not a huge amount of goss at the moment, to be honest. Oh. Um, yeah, that's horrifically disappointing. Ah, I remembered why I stopped it. Never mind. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow, Alice. Thank you very much. 8.16. It's uh, Thursday the 13th of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedfordshire Police say a five-year prison sentence for possessing a handgun sends a clear message to the criminal community in Luton. 20-year-old Marley James from the town was jailed this week. 
Three men have been arrested in Bedford in connection with the murder of teenager Isaac Stone. The 19-year-old was stabbed to death last month. In sport, Luton have a new pitch uh, cover arriving this morning at Kenilworth Road. Wow! It's from the Glasgow Warriors Rugby Club and it's in a bid to ensure Saturday's home match goes ahead. Good luck, guys. BBC Three Counties Radio. On Saturday afternoon, Three Counties Sport will bring you another four live commentaries. He did again and scores! We'll be at Vicarage Road, Stadium MK, the New York Stadium and Kenilworth Road. Andre Gray, number 18 for the season. Soko turns it into the net. What a goal from Isaac McLeod! What a wonderful finish this afternoon! There'll also be regular updates from Wickham. Fantastic strike with Stuart Lewis! Saturday from 2 in Three Counties Sport, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Jonathan Vernon-Smith joins me in the studio. Oh, hello. With a glass of water. Now, I, when you have a glass of water, I always get the impression that you're feeling a little bit poorly, a bit poorly. No, no, I'm oh, fine. I just, um, you know, it's like first thing in the morning when you've not really spoken much, you get a clammy mouth. Clarty. You need to, yes. So, clarty mouth. Yeah. Yeah. So, a uh, little glass of water refreshes. Good for you. Well, well done. I'm, I, and is it doing the trick? Yeah. Yes, it's very nice, actually. It's uh, quality Luton water. The, the water here is excellent. Excellent. Excellent water. The, um, we have very hard water, in, yep. uh, certainly in, in my part of the world, in yep. Hertfordshire. Yep. Delicious, though. Yeah. Delicious. Got a good kick to it. Full of nutrients and minerals. Yep. Yes, it's quality water. Bring some in. Bring something from your home. Really? Tomorrow. We'll have a little water test. Well, you see, I'm originally... Because apparently you, you always love the water from where you, you came from. Council pop, yes. Yeah. So um, my personal belief is that Harpenden water is the nicest. Well, I'll... I'll you I'll, can't beat a glass of refreshing Harpenden tap water. Bring it in tomorrow. Let it run through the pipes for a little bit first. Yes. You know what I mean? So it's nice and crystal cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then fill that glass up. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Well, thanks. For, oh no, you've got to tell us what's happening in your show today, haven't you? Yeah, I'm coming up. It's not that. On, no, we're not talking about water on the big no. phone in this morning. We're talking about interest rates instead. Oh, blimey. And I'm asking, are you pleased that interest rates will stay low for years to come? The Governor of the Bank of England, Mark Carney, has indicated that interest rates will stay low for the next few years. The current rate of 0.5% is likely to remain in place until after the election in 2015, as Mr Carney feels the economic recovery is unsustainable. Did you hear those comments? Yes, yesterday? I did hear that, yeah. He feels the UK could not cope with higher interest rates and austerity measures must continue if we're to survive the worst recession since the Second World War. Published this week, the Bank of England's quarterly inflation report will reassure businesses and households that even when rates do rise, the increase will be a gradual and modest creep to around 2% by 2017. Gosh. So we're still looking at very low interest rates yep. for the next few years. Is that good or bad news for you? Are you pleased that they're going to stay low? Don't even get my father on this. Mm. Don't even mention low Why? interest rates. Well, because when you have when you get to a certain time in your life, I guess. Yeah. And I guess lots of our audience will be in this position where You've paid off your mortgage or you're getting close to paying off your mortgage. You've worked hard your whole life. You've put money aside for your retirement. And when you then look at that money, you think, well, actually, you know what? I'm I'm not getting anything, any return on on all my savings and everything that I've worked hard to achieve my whole life because interest rates are being kept low to help the younger people who've got big mortgages Mm. that may well have overstretched themselves so they don't suddenly fall behind with their mortgage payments. And I wonder whether lots of people actually are really annoyed 
that for years to come, we are still going to see very low interest rates. And if you have got savings, you are going to make very little money on those savings. Mm. I want your calls. I want your stories from nine this morning. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Jonathan left there. I had a really good stretch. Oh, a really good stretch. I need to go and see an osteopath. I need a good click. I need a woman to walk over my back. No, hang on a second. That's something completely different. Uh, Earlier on in the show, we were speaking to the Reverend uh, Peter, um, who is convinced, the Reverend Peter Simpson, who is convinced the reason we have flooding, we have bad weather, is because we are a nation of sinners. We have turned our back on God. He cited um, gay marriage. He also cited abortion, as well as many other examples of wickedness. Well, what do you think? 08459 455 555. Nigel's in Watford. Morning, Nigel. Morning, Ian. Great show as usual. Thank you very much, boss. What, what, what did you make of what the Reverend was saying? Well, since daylight here in Watford this morning, it's been pretty grey and murky. Yep. And within about the last sort of quarter of an hour or so, it's broken out into blue sky. Oh, hang on a second. What, in the last 15, 20 minutes? Yeah. Well, we did the prayer 25 minutes ago. Well, it sort of worked, didn't it? Well, hang on a second. We've been mocking this and knocking this. Maybe there's something in it. There could be, yeah. I mean, it seems that way by the weather, that certainly. Nigel, are you godless? Um, 50-50. So, a weekend's you're godless, and in the week you'll have a little prayer. Yeah. Nigel, thank you very much indeed. Thank you very much indeed. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. There's an argument going on on Twitter about this as to whether it's true or not. Right. Shall have a quick look at the front pages of the newspapers. There's some that we done miss. The Daily Express. Britain is on red alert. There's no end in sight to our crazy weather. There's an amazing picture of the stormy south and the snowy north. Wasn't that a song by Adamant? Uh, no, it was the naughty north and the sexy south, wasn't it? Sorry, yes. Mortgage joy for millions, but low interest rate for three more years is bad news for savers. Millions of British homeowners home got a mortgage boost yesterday with news that interest rates will stay low for years to come. The Daily Express. Havoc. In unparalleled natural crisis, 108 mile per hour winds that shut motorways, caused power cuts and forced passengers off trains. Now prepare for a month's rain in two days. And uh, the sun, blown to Brits. Britain was stung by a scorpion-tailed storm packing 108 mile-per-hour winds yesterday. A man was electrocuted, fl- floods rose, and footy was called off. 08459 455 555. And on the subject of the Reverend, Natalie uh, in Milton Keynes, at the end of the day, we all pray in times of disaster or hardship. But I don't agree with that Reverend. I'm gay and I'm a practising Christian. So where does that leave me, responsible or not? Phil says the Christian on the show earlier is entitled to his beliefs. It's up to reasonable people to decide whether they agree or not based on things like education. And Bob in High Wycombe says it's not lack of prayer that's causing the floods, it's lack of tea. We are a tea drinking nation, not coffee. We should turn our backs on the wicked bean and return to the sacred tea urn. Bob, thank you very much for your thoughts. Now, Buckinghamshire Coroner's Office needs help tracing the family of an elderly man who passed away recently. 72-year-old Peter James Green was known as Jim, and it's thought he's always lived in the High Wycombe area, but he'd only moved to Totteridge Road in 2010. If you know him or any of his friends or relatives, do give us a call this morning. 
so we can put you in touch with the relevant parties. The coroner's office says there are no suspicious circumstances, but as hypothermia was a factor in his death, there will need to be an inquest and his relatives should have the chance to attend. We've heard from Age UK and a funeral director this morning. They told us this is by no means an isolated case. I'm joined now by the director of the Campaign to End Loneliness, Kate Joplin. Good morning to you, Kate. Good morning. Uh, We heard earlier from a funeral director who says the funerals for those with no next of kin are incredibly sad. Uh, And the truth is, people who've lost touch with their family or have none at all, there are people out there, aren't there, on their own? Absolutely. I mean, loneliness is a very common experience and unfortunately it becomes more common as we age um i mean it not everyone who is lonely is necessarily in touch with no one but there are sadly some people who um, become isolated for one reason or another and then slowly over time withdraw almost completely from um, from everyone around them and they lose touch with everyone and i think one of the things we observe is that that's often because once you become isolated and you become quite lonely, it starts to grind you down. You lose your confidence to go out and make further contacts with people and you become more and more isolated and alone. And, and this is where it can aim. Do you think that the, the, the public, the British public, is generally well-intentioned, but they just don't have the time to look out for you know, their next-door neighbours or the old fellow that lives over the road? I think quite often people feel um, reticent in taking that first step, especially when they don't know someone. And and we often see when when people move later in life and don't necessarily build up contacts, it can be very difficult for someone who doesn't feel they know them well to to just knock on the door and offer companionship. But actually, there's no real reason why we can't do that. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? Um, But actually, I think in in many cases, what people really need is a bit of actual support. And there are a number of services out there that can help people who are feeling lonely to um, start to make friends again to start to reach out to people again they can help people through that process and similarly they can help those people that want to support people Mm. in their community to find the right people that really need it some people i i I guess we should say some people do choose to be alone that's their lifestyle choice and i guess that some people are happy Absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, that's one of the really interesting things that we find at the Campaign to End Loneliness is that loneliness is really individual experience. So some people are desperately, desperately lonely, despite seeing quite a lot of people Mm. quite regularly, whereas other people can be really quite... quite isolated and yet really not at all lonely mm. um they're, they're really enjoying solitude and i think you know we we can't make judgments about people um without speaking to them without understanding their perspective on the picture and, and we don't really know um this individual circumstances and, and why they mm. are how they are but what we do know is that for many people loneliness is not a choice and it is something that they need more support with to come through kate the, the campaign to end loneliness it's a nice title what exactly does it mean what does it do <laughs> Well, we work with a, um, what we work to do is bring together those organisations that are delivering that practical support all around the country. There are a lot of organisations, often quite small local organisations, who are working together. We try to bring them together so that they can have a collective voice, so that we can speak into um, the government and local authorities to make sure that that campaign against loneliness, that work to end loneliness, is properly supported um, with the kind of um, you know finance and commission that we need, but also um, that we we're starting to build the right kind of society because so often we find people are isolated because um, they felt cast aside as they get older. And what we need to do is make sure that we're creating a society which allows us to stay involved, stay connected, keeps up the transport that we need, that kind of thing. Kate, if people want to get in touch or find out more about uh, the campaign to end loneliness, where, where do they go? The best place is to look at our website, campaigntoendloneliness.org.uk. And you'll find all our information there. Kate, very nice to talk to you. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. There we go. It's Kate Jopling, 08459 455. 
555. Just a, r- a reminder of this gentleman's name, because it may ring a bell with you. 72-year-old Peter James Green, known as Jim. Uh, he lived in Totteridge Road since 2010. It's thought he's always lived in the High Wycombe area. Does that ring any bells? Does that kind of just... Oh, hang on a second. Didn't he, didn't he used to live next door to us? Does that ring any bells? He's died. Nothing suspicious. But um, there's going to be an inquest because of hypothermia. Uh, And, uh, you know, it would be nice if a member of the family or a friend or or someone could attend the funeral. If you think that name is familiar, do give us a call and we'll put you in touch with the relevant parties. 08459 455 555. 829 BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, anti-clockwise, things are very slow between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 16 for the M40. Going between Luton and Hitchin on the A505, a lane is blocked just before the junction with the wibbly-wobbly lane by an accident. Also in Roxton, the A1 is partially blocked at the Black Cat roundabout after an accident. All approaches to the Black Cat roundabout looking really slow. Uh, Queues there on the speed sensors. And on public transport, First Capital Connect and East Midlands trains have delays of up to 20 minutes on services via Bedford. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. 8.30 exactly. Let's get the news and sport now with Simon. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedfordshire Police say a five-year prison sentence for possessing a handgun sends a clear message to the criminal community in Luton. 20-year-old Marley James from the town was jailed this week. Three men have been arrested in Bedford in connection with the murder of teenager Isaac Stone. The 19-year-old was stabbed to death last month. Hurricane-force winds have battered the UK, leaving more than 100,000 homes without power and bringing widespread disruption to transport. Meanwhile, a minister in Buckinghamshire says the bad weather is an urgent call to prayer. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Arsenal missed out on the chance to go back to the top of the Premier League last night after a goalless draw at home to Manchester United. This was Arsene Wenger's verdict. They are physically very strong, Man United, and they defended well. They restricted us on that. Uh, we had a few opportunities, but uh, not a lot, and we have a lot of experience at the back. I think we had a lot of crosses today, but you could see that the experience of Vidic and uh, after in the second half of Ferdinand uh, played a big part. They got everything out, and uh, what was on the, on the ground, Giroud was a bit short. Liverpool are only four points behind leaders Chelsea after a stoppage time penalty from Steven Gerrard gave them a 3-2 win at Fulham. Talent in the team like Daniel Sturridge and Luis Suarez, it's the responsibility of Coutinho, Henderson, myself and other players to, to create good service for them. So really pleased with the pass and pleased with the win, but we need to win games like tonight if we're to finish in the top four. We can't afford to just lift ourselves at home to your Arsenals and United and Evans. We need to come away to your Fulhams and we slipped up last week at West Brom and we can't afford too many mistakes like that. Tottenham won 4-0 at Newcastle with two goals from Emmanuel Adebayor. Stoke and Swansea drew one all. The matches at Manchester City and Everton were both postponed due to the high winds. Luton have a new pitch cover arriving this morning at Kenilworth Road from Glasgow Warriors Rugby Club. That's in a bid to ensure Saturday's home match 
match with Hereford goes ahead. At the Winter Olympics, Great Britain's women's curling team have won their latest round-robin match, beating China 8-7. James Woods has qualified for the final of the men's ski slope style. And British medal hopes Lizzie Yarnold and Shelley Rudman have completed the first of their runs in the heats of the skeleton. Yarnold has set the fastest time so far, with Rudman down in fifth. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at nine. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, the uh, topic of conversation that's getting you all hot under the dog collar. Yeah? Yeah, girls? Yeah, you like that? Being a bit Nick Ferrari there. Um, is uh, this subject of uh, the reason we're having floods, according to the Reverend Peter Simpson, is because we are godless. We have turned our backs on gods. Gay marriage, abortion, heterosexual immorality, whatever that may mean. Uh, we are godless. We need to pray more, and that will stop the floods. Now, to me, that sounds like complete guff. But to some of you, you're buying into this. You think this makes sense. And that worries me, because it's the weather, isn't it? It's the weather. 08459 455 555. Are we crazy if we think there is some old guy with a beard sat up there somewhere kind of smiting us? We are being smited now. Nula's in Hemel. Morning, Nula. Good morning. What do you think, Nula? I agree with uh, Reverend Simpson. I don't think it's just the weather in this country. Um, We are generally living in very dark times at the moment. The world is in very dark times. And it has been prophesied in the Bible, I can't quote exactly, um, that times will get darker. There will be more and more disasters and challenges in the world before the second coming of our Lord. And uh, I think we will be brought to our knees. We are being brought to our knees, what is, whether what we is, like it or not. What are we doing, Nuala, that's bringing us, bringing us to our knees? Well, What's causing lot, it? There is a lot being taken for granted. For example? Um, you know, enough food to eat on your table, yeah. a, a comfortable house, yeah. um, a car on the street. But what are we doing that's... Drinking water. What are we doing that's causing God's retribution? What, in what way are we sinning? Well, we're taking everything for granted. Is that a sin? <laughs> Thou shalt well, not take not, things for granted? I mean, we're human. We're, we're broken people. We, we, you know, we're not perfect. No. But well. we, we must be grateful for um, what... God has given us. Um, I believe in God. I'm not. I can tell. I'm not a, a religious freak. I'm a, I'm a conglomerate. Well, I have lived, you know, in many different cultures, many different religions, many different countries. Yeah. And you know, um, my faith has got me through very challenging times. Oh, I'm sure it has, and faith can be a very comforting thing. But but there will be some people listening, Nula, who uh, think that to believe that because we are godless, we're having bad weather, and that the second coming of Christ well, is imminent. Well, you see, you see. Sometimes disasters are blessings, and I think this is the message. Sometimes disasters are actual blessings, and this is what people may not see at the moment. But there is some miracles coming through this. There is some a lot of good coming through a disaster. You see, communities are coming back together. People are helping each other. We're living in communities now where people hardly know each other. What about the disasters, Nula, where, I don't know, kids die? Are they, are they blessings? Um, well, 
see, we're all human and mortal. We, we yeah. only have an allocated time on Earth, whether that's a few hours, okay. a few days, a few months. So the disasters... Years, many years. The disasters... We, we don't have control no. of our mortality. No, of course we don't. Whether that's a baby, whatever age you are, you yes. you know, we're we're just shadows on this planet okay. passing through. So the, the disasters where kids die, <clears throat> th- that's actually a blessing because of what may come out of it. It's... We have to... Ex- I know it's, 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 we can't understand the ways, all the ways of, of you know, God. It's, it's beyond our human comprehension. A fella died in the storm yeah, the other day. He was, I think he was trying to chop down a tree or do something with a tree, and he got, yeah. he got blown off and died. Is that a yeah. blessing? Um, not for his family, no. or not for the terrible sorrow and grief and from bereavement. We've all been bereaved. I mean, I've, I've lost twin sisters. We've all been bereaved, but it's... it's I've, we we have to believe there is a higher power in control. No, let's stay there. I, you know, we we think we live. We think we're living in a very very uh, clever age, but actually we're not. We're living in one of the dumbest ages of all. No, let's stay there. David's in Luton. Morning, David. Hi there. What would you like to say, David? Um, I was just really keen to understand how meteorologists, um, weather people, can actually predict the rage of God. If that's actually sort of what they're doing. They predicted all this was going to happen, and obviously they're just predicting how annoyed God is with us. It's a good point, Nula. How can Sean Lloyd and Wincy Willis predict that when God's going to be angry? I don't really get that. The, point the weather, how can the weathermen and the weather girls they they predict the weather, don't they? By yeah, up to well, like five, six, seven days. We have the technology to do that now, but I think even weathermen and and um, uh, experts are quite baffled by what's happening. Well, they saw you know. it coming, though, didn't they? Well, I don't think they saw to this extent. No, otherwise, they did. otherwise, preparations would have been made no. to try and, and, and no. avoid. They, they, they saw it coming. Last week we were talking about a big storm. <clears throat> yeah. They, so, did, they did see it coming. I mean, so essentially what you're saying is that the God of the gaps, and they're always looking at now, is the things that science doesn't understand, which is like, well, that's God. It's, it's just opened it up again, and it's just religious people. There's 2,600 gods in, on, on the planet that people worship. How do we? Know, how do you know that your Christian God is the one that's, that we're? I'm, at, not, I'm right? not talking. I'm not talking about uh, a specific Christian God. The God belongs to every religion. But you mentioned the second religion. coming of Jesus, which is which is a strong Christian belief. Normally, well, uh, other, I believe a, 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 a Jehovah's Witness Jesus. or a born again Christian. But other faiths, uh, their their faiths are centered around Jesus. Even but the not, Muslim faith believe in Jesus. But not the second no, coming no, of no, Christ. And, um, the Muslim faith don't believe in Jesus as the Son of God. They believe that he's a prophet. They believe they he's believe a prophet, but they, he is recognised. He's not the Son of God. Can't you say? And, and, and Jews believe in the Old Testament. They don't believe in the New Testament. I mean, it's, it's ludicrous to say that, oh, Muslims believe in What about people that, that don't believe in Jesus, that believe in God? I'm not saying God's condemning the people who don't believe in him. God is love for everybody, and he wants everybody to come back to him. Right, OK. So is he you that know, insecure? It doesn't matter what, what you are. It's the same God we all worship in the air, at, you know, the end of the day. But is he that insecure that if I don't worship him, he smites the rest of my fellow man? I'm sorry? That's what's happening. He's not picking and choosing the blood. I'm just going by what the Bible teaches us. Oh. That there will be greater disasters. And look around you. The world is in very. The world is in a crisis. Is it? The world is, really is in a huge. There's trouble everywhere. It's not just the flooding. 
but there's trouble where there's more trouble where people do worship God. There's more trouble where people worship God. Well, I understand the connection. The, 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 if, if the argument is if you worship God, good things happen. Well, that's shit. Clearly not the case. Sorry, sorry, steady, right, David, it slipped out. We'll end it there. David, thank you very much. There's a, there's a Category B slipped out, but I, I don't think many people have noticed. I've probably highlighted it, and you hadn't heard it yourself. But apologies um, uh, for anybody who may have been offended or may be explaining that uh, to young people in their cars. We don't, we don't encourage or condone naughty language on this show in the slightest. So apologies there. David, thank you for your point. Uh, and uh, Nula, thank you for your point as well. I find it incredible that uh, an intelligent-sounding woman like Nula, and she sounds perfectly rational and intelligent, can, um, uh, can talk about the weather being uh, a result of our godlessness. If you want to hear the audio of the Reverend Peter Simpson, you can do. If you follow me on Twitter, at Ian Lee, or if you go to facebook.com forward slash bbc3cr, you can, uh, sit, you can hear it there. We've uh, posted up as an audio boo there. Thank you for doing that, Kelly. Um... I thought when this was going to come on, the, the, the Reverend would come on and people would find out and go, oh, isn't that a load of old nonsense? I'm surprised at the number of you that are actually buying into this. That the reason we're having these storms, the reason we're having these floods is because of our godlessness. Nula, they're saying that uh, out of disasters come blessings. You know, that there is a reason that young kids die in natural disasters. 08459 455 555 is the uh, telephone number. We've also been speaking this morning about uh, 72-year-old Peter James Green. Uh, known as Jim, he's died. Nothing suspicious, um, but because hypothermia was involved, uh, there'll have to be an inquest. And the coroners would like to get in touch with uh, the family or close friends so that they could attend the inquest. And then ultimately... Uh, attend the funeral if they want. Uh, he lived in Totteridge Road from about 2010 uh, and it's thought he always lived in the High Wycombe area. If anybody knows anything about Peter James Green or Jim do give us a call 08459 555. and it kind of brings us on to the conversation of what do you do if you don't have a next of kin? What happens? Peter's in Warmer Green. Morning Peter. Good morning. What have you got for me Peter? I just wanted to say when we talk about this chap who died of hypothermia I mean we make a fuss of it but there's 30,000 people died of cold related illnesses because quite often because they're elderly they don't look up, get looked after in this country like they should be really. I suppose though if we don't know the situation of this gentleman let, let, let's use a hypothetical supposing if someone is isolated and doesn't know what they can ask for and doesn't like to ask for help Whose responsibility is it, Peter? Is it that person's who doesn't ask for the help, or is it our responsibility as a society? Well, it's our, it's our soci- the society's fault, really. Yeah. It's definitely the society's fault. I mean, I, uh, there was a chap on my site some time ago. He, although he has sufficient money to pay for heating and that sort of thing, yeah. he heated one room. Uh, because if you brought up in poverty... You can't get away from poverty, even if you've got money. Sorry? Because... You can't the, get away from poverty, even if you've got money. Explain, Peter. No, you Peter. can't, Explain. because it's ingrained in you. It, 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 you could take people out of poverty, but you can't take poverty out of people. It's impossible. I'm telling you, that is absolutely... I don't quite true. understand what you mean, Peter. Can you expand well, on that? Well, if you 
been, you, you're always careful with your money if you've been brought up in poverty because you feel you might be going back to it. I don't know if My everyone... My wife was precisely the same. I don't know if everyone who goes from... You, you hear about these people, don't you? These um, people that have got nothing and they win £162 million on the lottery Yeah. and then six years later they're skint again. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, you'll get exceptions, but you'll get exceptions. I mean, if you listen to Mr Pickles the other day... Oh, yes. He turned around and said, we're a very rich country, and yet they've been drumming into us, we're not a rich country. Oh, yeah, but compared to some countries, we're quite um, We're seventh in the world. Yeah, it's not bad, is it? We're seventh in the world. Peter, can you do me a favour while you're here? Yep. What noise do you make when you almost fall over? When I almost fall over? Probably a grunt. (laughs) Can I hear you grunt? No, 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 you can't. You don't want to do a grunt for me on the air? No, 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 not at all. Go on, do a grunt. Squeeze a grunt out. No, no, not at all. Peter, thank you very much. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Roxton, the A1 southbound is partially blocked after an accident at the Black Cat roundabout. Queues on the A1 almost back to Little Paxton at the moment. In Luton, Guildford Street, there's been a burst water pipe there and there's a huge amount of water across the road making things very slow. And the M25 anti-clockwise is queuing between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 16 for the M40. On public transport, First Capital Connect and East Midlands trains have delays of up to 20 minutes on services via Bedford. I'm Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. 8.45. It's Thursday the 13th of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Three men have been arrested in Bedford in connection with the murder of teenager Isaac Stone. The 19-year-old was stabbed to death last month. Hurricane force winds have battered the UK, leaving more than 100,000 homes without power and bringing widespread disruption to transport. A minister in Buckingham says the a minister in Buckinghamshire says the bad weather is an urgent call to prayer. And in sport, Liverpool are now just four points behind Premier League leaders Chelsea after a 3-2 win at Fulham. Last 15 minutes of the show, we've got three lines left. Now is an excellent time to give me a call. 08459 555. I could be talking to you after we get the weather from Sarah. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Yes, thanks very much indeed. It's a drier day today. It's a calmer day today. That doesn't mean it's completely dry. There are a few showers around across the three counties. Got one just now, actually. It's just uh, run through uh, parts of Bedfordshire. It's clearing away quite nicely. And behind it, there are really some good smells of sunshine to be had. I think run with the risk of the odd stray shower coming through. Generally, though, a lot drier, calmer. Still fairly breezy, not especially warm, even with that sunshine. Highs of just six or seven Celsius. A cold night tonight. A dry and cold start tomorrow morning, but the next belt of wet weather in uh, not long after breakfast time. The cloud increasing all the time through breakfast. And then from uh, 9 or 10 o'clock, rain with us. We've got Met Office weather warnings for tomorrow until midday for both the rain and the wind, exactly where we don't need it on the uh, sodden ground. And we'll see wind gusts of 60 miles an hour, maybe as we go in towards Saturday, 70 miles an hour. Things ease on Saturday afternoon. Eventually, the wind's starting to calm down. It's still some showers around. Sunday should be drier. More rain, though, on Monday. Thank you very much. 
This week, we're helping a very special building celebrate its 75th birthday. At BLMD, we care about our patients, their treatment and their experience. On the 14th of February 1939, Queen Mary visited Luton to open a new community-funded hospital. I've been working in this hospital for over 26 years now. It's great stuff. It's very heartwarming and very rewarding job. I'll be live from the hospital this afternoon, speaking to past and present staff, finding out how all the different areas work together, and I'll host a live panel discussion focusing on the health service. In this area, there are no centres offering self-funded treatment under the NHS. Celebrating Luton and Dunstable Hospital from 3 this afternoon on BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning! Morning. Uh, now we spoke to a uh, reverend earlier on. The reason that we are so wet uh, at the moment, the floods, is because of our godlessness. We don't pray enough. And, um, well, sinners, gay marriage, abortion, heterosexual immorality... Why do I struggle with immorality and immortality? I think you might be obsessed with it. How, if only we could find a drink that would make us immoral. <laughs> Hang on a second. That's all like a joke. It didn't quite, didn't quite take off, though, did it? Um, Asim's on the M1. Morning, Asim. Good morning to you. What would you like to say, sir? Well, what I would like to say is that uh, whatever happens uh, nature-wise, when we have floods or, you know, sunshine, it is all, the whole system is being run by God. But we can't say that because he's unhappy. That's why it's happening. Uh, who knows? Uh, who knows? Uh, so that, that's what my take is. Isn't the weather, Asim, isn't the weather a natural phenomenon that's caused by so many different phenomena? It's called, caused by the sun, it's caused by the moon, it's caused by the wind, it's caused by, it's caused by so many different things. It's not some, some old guy with a beard sitting on a cloud going, right, we're going to make Pakistan hot, we're going to make Luton wet. That's not how it works, is it? Um, well, it, 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 it doesn't, obviously. It's all, it's all nature-wise. I mean, uh, same things are happening, what Reverend said, that, uh, you know, because we are immoral and, you know, we are a sinner, that's why it's happening. Well, same things are happening in most of the Middle Eastern countries. But there we don't see all these uh, weather and floods and, you know, uh, there they have perfect weather. Uh, you know, sunshine, and then in winter, uh, you know, they are comfortable. Uh, they don't have that much rain. Uh, so we can't be, we, we can't say that, you know, because God is unhappy. This uh, this kind of argument I had with my missus last night, yeah. funny enough. Oh yeah. And um, and she said that look, uh, how much uh, how much bloodshed nowadays? You know, like suicide bombing and this and that. This is a sign that uh, you know the end is coming. And uh, I said, well. Now that we have um, we have technology, we know what's happening the other side of the world. Yeah. We know we know within seconds. So that's why maybe you are feeling that you know we are we are in a in a situation where there is so much bloodshed and so much hatred. But if you are living in a village where you didn't didn't have electricity, 
or you didn't know what was happening around the world, then you would be thinking that you are living... You, in you, the you'd be living in peaceful place. bliss, wouldn't you? Yes. That's yes. Like a very good point. Thank you very much. I'm moving on just because we're approaching the end of the show, and I do want to make sure uh, we get to Sophie Solaria to hear the noise that people make when they're almost falling over. But before that, uh, Lynn is in Hemel. Morning, Lynn. Hello, Ian. Great show as always. Thank you very much indeed. We, we're talking about the very sad uh, story of uh, uh, Peter James Green, 72, known as Jim. He's died in Totteridge Road. They can't find his family. They can't find his next of kin. I think this is why I called, because and I don't know him, otherwise obviously I'd help. Yeah. Um, I must admit, I'm on my own, and it's my biggest fear that I'm going to die at home and nobody's going to find me for two weeks. When you say you're on your own, do you not have contact with anybody, Lynn? I have a bit of contact, but I don't have a daily contact with people. So if something happened to me, nobody would necessarily notice. I think that's what worries me. Who do you have contact with? Well, I have contact with three counties. (laughs) Oh, blimey. If if, if we're your last hope, we're in terrible trouble. Oh, God, we're all damned. Yes. I mean, I've got a best friend that I speak to, um, and I used to have a befriend with age concern, but she's not sick for ages. But I worry about it because I've been quite ill in the past, and um, I've had a couple of heart attacks. Fortunately, I, I was found collapsed in the street, but fortunately, when I've had the heart attacks, I was actually in hospital. Oh. But I do have this fear that when I worked, obviously, if I didn't turn up for work, somebody would ring to see what where I was. But it does concern me because it's... I mean, I do have a sister, but we're not close. No. But she quite often says, oh, I'm worried sick, that if you have a fall again at home or something happens, so, well, there's not much you can do about that, is there? If you live on your own, you live on your own. So. Then how, how long can you go without speaking to somebody else? Um, I can go... Probably a week or more. And do you feel lonely or are you quite content with the way things are? No, I agree with what that lady said as well, that you get a little bit... You make yourself isolated. Mm. It's like I've got to go to the doctors and the vets today and I'm dreading it, which is stupid, really. Why are you, but... why are you dreading it? Well, the, the actually interacting with people? No, because I'm good with people. Right. I worked in customer services for years, but you get to the stage where if you don't go out very much, going out is a big deal. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Uh, Lynn, listen, we've got to move on just because we're running out of time, but I, I really appreciate your call and your honesty this morning, as always. That's all right. Take, you have a lovely day. And you, Lynn, take care of yourself. God bless you. Ta-ta, Bye. there we go. Oh, dear. Thank you very much, Lynn. Right, this morning we've had uh, Sophie Solaria has been playing the part of Kelly Betts, who's been playing the part of Justin Dealey this week. Is that the order? Is that how? It, is that the order, Catherine? That's how it's been working? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. So, Sophie, you've been out and about. I have. And what, I can't remember what we asked you to do. It's, well, it's, it's, I don't know where it started. fool's errand, really. Yes. You said something about falling and what noise you made, and then we all said what we would make as a noise. I'd like well, to preface that yes. by saying that earlier I said that I would go, ah! But on the way down here, I nearly fell. And actually, I went, whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, actually, I was completely wrong. And so I went round Luton and I said, you know, what noise do you make when you fall? And they guessed the noise that they would make. But who really knows? Well, I hope you pushed them over to find out. Have a listen. I don't make noise until I hit the floor. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, do you know what I mean? Oh, oh. 
Yeah, I'll tell you soon, yeah. yeah. What, what, me personally or the shoes? Yeah, you, well, you. you me. Oh. I'll probably scream. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Obviously, the escalators are quite a dangerous place that we're on now. If you nearly fall, what, what noise do you make? Down a stair? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I might uh, shout an expletive. But what's that noise before it? So it's a... Is it a gasp? Go on, do the gasp. No. Come on. You know that moment you nearly fall over, so you oh, slip or... Yep. What noise do you make? <laughs> Not the English. Oh, the... Oh. Hop. Yeah. What, what country is that from? It's uh, Hungarian. Hop. So in... Co- what, one more time? Hop. Hop. Yes. Uh. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a very powerful noise, isn't it? Ah. Uh. What about... Whoa. That's a good one. Um... Four by if I was about to go, we whoop. I'll try and be quite reserved, but yeah, I'll, I'll be pretty gutted to be honest with you. There's some good noises, Sophie. Excellent stuff. That was almost worth doing. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, Steve is in Hemel. Morning, Steve. Hemel. Hemel. Good morning. Yes, Steve. What have you got for me? I know we haven't got a lot of time left. No. But uh, let me explain to you what the Lion Club do. Oh yeah, go on. Okay, they they give you a little plastic pot. This is for medical things, right? Yes. They give you a little plastic pot and a piece of paper that you fill all your details in, put the piece of paper in the plastic pot, it goes in the fridge. And they also give you a little sticker that you put on the back of your front door. Okay? Yeah. Now, I suggest either the lady contacts the Lion Club or just put the only contact she has or all the contacts she has with her family on a piece of paper, stick it on the back of the front door. Now, what happens... When the paramedics or police come into your house, you don't notice it, but they look on the back of the front door. Oh, do to they? See, to see if the cross is on the, bo- on the door. Okay, so when the paramedics come in and they have to deal with something, somebody, they can go to the fridge and get out their medical details. Oh. Okay? That's you never a heard about this? No, I've never heard about this, Steve. Oh, how, Everyone do, should do it. But, so, so, so just very quickly, we've got 30 seconds. Just tell me again. What, what are we supposed to do? Put, put our Lion details Club, in a jar? It's, it's a, the Lion Club will give you the plastic pot. Yep. You fill the details in, put it in your fridge. Yep. Take the sticker that they give you as well, stick it on the back of the front door. Got it, yep. And when the paramedics come, they look on the back of the front door, see the cross, go to the fridge, get the, de- get the pot out, read the details, and then... They can deal with that patient. Now, assuming that patient can't talk or they're in a situation where they can't give you those details. Do you understand? I totally understand. Steve, I, I, I'd never heard of that. I'm glad we managed to squeeze you in at the end. Fantastic. I didn't know anything about that. Did you? Well, maybe we'll talk about this tomorrow. I want to speak to a paramedic and find out if that's... Well, obviously, it's true, but find out more about that. 08459 455 555 is the phone number. Not for me anymore, because I'm going to go and have something to eat. I've made sandwiches today. I've made sandwiches. Big, thick Um, doorsteps. Can I just say thank you very much indeed to the lady who's rung us, who wants to be Lynn's phone friend. Oh, really? She said, I have friends in Hemel. I live in Hemel myself, and I'd like you to put me in contact with her. It makes my uh, homemade doorstep sandwich seem quite trivial. Well, both are hearty and warming, but I think my heart's a bit warmer (laughs) for We've had a lot of nice phone calls the last few days from people, haven't we? I think that the milk of human kindness is out there and running freely. Oh, dear. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
In Roxton, still problems on the A1 southbound. The road is part blocked at the Black Cat roundabout by an accident, with queues on all of the approaches to the roundabout. In Luton, Guildford Street, there's been a burst water pipe with a huge amount of water across the road. In Bishop Stortford, the A120 westbound is very slow approaching the Puckeridge roundabout. On public transport, First Capital Connect and East Midlands have delays of up to 20 minutes via Bedford. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. That's it, that's your lot. Go and get the podcast. The audio boo of the Reverend is up on uh, Facebook and Twitter. Follow at Ian Lee, you can find it there. JBS is up next until six tomorrow from me. Ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to Thursday's JVS show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's nine o'clock and on today's big phone-in. Are you pleased that interest rates will stay low for years to come? 